Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. Excited to be here. It's been a crazy, awesome week. You know, it's it's anytime you come back from a a trip or anything like that, you pay, you know, you you're gone for two weeks and you play catch up for like six weeks. Um, it's just been crazy, and it's been this amazing week, right? I have to share this with you because it totally just, you know, how you can be having a really great time and one thing can just totally change it, like with a snap of the fingers. So I'm having this great week. I'm getting a lot done. I'm just hustling and bustling everywhere. I walk into my office, grab a book, walk out. And on the wall, I look up, and there is a spider so freaking huge, it was unreal. I've never seen a spider before. And my office is all the way in the back. So somehow, that thing came in the house, crawled through the entire house, through all the, you know, how, who knows how it got there. But it's in the farthest room in the back of the house, right? And uh, just absolutely freaked me out. When this was in a mason jar, I had my son catch it. <laughs> and get it out of there. I didn't want it squished on the wall because it was so huge. It would have been like, you know, a modern art or something. Um, but it took the whole bottom of a mason jar. It was, oh, it was so creepy. And so now my great week has gone to everything that I see makes my head jump and look and, and see if it's got legs. And it's just been crazy. So that that has been my awesome week. <laughs> As you can tell, not a lot of big news to tell. I want to give you guys a phone number real quick in case you're wanting to call in tonight and share and read. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All righty. And have some announcements before we get started. If you have not checked out our Worldwide Poetry Project yet, Rock That Poem, you can do so by going to our Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash rock that poem. So what we're doing is it's easy as rock, paper, scissors, and a little bit of glue. Go out there and share poetry with the world, and uh, it's really fun. You, you'll get the concept. It's, it's, just, it's easy. Try it out. It's fun. Seriously, guys, I mean it. I'm, this is homework. <laughs> okay. So um, anyone who gives me a picture of them placing a rock that poem out there, like them setting the rock down or something like that, can read three poems. Okay, there's your incentive. <laughs> All right, next thing. If you're interested in, interested in putting together a workshop with us, all right, you can do that. Probably the easiest way is to message me on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, it's Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. All right. Um, shoot me over a message with an idea. We know whatever you want to put together, and we can do that. These workshops can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long, depending on how much time you need. We can do them live. We can do them pre-recorded. You could pre-record one and send it to me in an MP3 file if you wanted to, or we can uh, do a combination of both, depending on if you want live audience participation in the first half, you know, pre-recorded, so you don't have to talk that entire time. Whatever you want to do, be great. 
Remember, you do not have to be a professional workshop provider in order to put one of these on. Um, it's just a way for us to spend a little bit more intimate time together than we're allowed to here uh, and talk about things that we're passionate about. You can you can do a, a workshop where you actually walk through the steps of the workshop, you know, creating a poem. The step one, write something like this. Step two, da da the end you've got a finished poem so you can actually do the actual workshop writing workshop you can do a talk on a type of poetry a type of form an era a genre a poet a, a specific poem um, whatever it is uh, just let me know what you want to do and we can do that it'd be great it'd be fun I want to thank uh, Philip Church for the one that he did just a little bit ago on sonnets if you did not check that uh, catch that show you can go back into our archives and you'll find it there Great workshop. We're going to be running that again here pretty soon, uh, singularly by itself as a special feature during the week sometime. So watch for the announcements on that. All righty. Um, and uh, so, yeah, great fun. Let's put one together. I want to thank real quick Star Sevron and James One Sapien, Fuzzy Hermit in the Woods, and Roy Murdoch uh, for helping sponsor the show this year, helping us keep our three-hour license. Appreciate you guys. And uh, I know I speak just not only on my behalf, but on the behalf of all the poets as well. It's a great community that you guys have created here in the last 12 years, and I'm proud to be a part of it with you. So thanks, guys, for helping with our license this year. Now, every week I give you a writing prompt and a writing exercise. Okay, so you might, if you if you have a pencil, jot these down as I am going through them, so you'll know what they are. And if you don't, don't worry about it. You can come back to the beginning of any show, actually, um, but you can come back to the beginning of this show once it hits the archives, and catch the you know listen to the prompts and, and the exercise uh, instructions again. And uh, yeah, that'll work. So anyway, the prompt. The prompt is based, and this is kind of weird because a lot of you, I don't know if all of you know this, but a lot of you may, um, but I do costume design. And it started out, I'm a photographer, and I would do these weird conceptual photo shoots, and then my costumes were stacking up, and then I started selling them, and then people saw them, and then more people wanted them. And it's turned into this crazy, crazy side business. That's kind of what I do now. Um, but so I'm working on a costume for a play that's going to be uh, – put on in New York is Peter Pan and I'm doing the Peter Pan costume and I'm doing the Tinkerbell costume so it made me start thinking about storybook characters and and people that you know who were because I used to love it when you know Peter Pan would give the acorn button um, you know the this the whole concept of not having to grow up and you know running around getting your feet dirty and you know, I, I really loved the story of Peter Pan uh, so I started thinking about the books that we read as children, the characters that were kind of our, you know, like the the book Wild Things. That's probably my bestest favorite ever. I, I actually have like a little stuffed wild thing sitting in my car, and I take him with me, and he's my muse, and he goes on all my adventures with me, and he's my little friend. <laughs> but that book Wild Thing is awesome. Anyway, so think about the books you read as a child. It can be a comic book. It can be Spider-Man. It can be, you know, it could be Peter Pan. It could be, um, you know, uh, a, 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 oh, who? The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy. It could be um, Incredible Hulk. It could be He-Man. It could be whoever. Okay, just a character that was kind of your character that, 
that really, oh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? I'm a writer, come on. One that really personifies your childhood. Okay. And I want you to write a letter, all right? So your prompt is to write a letter to your defining storybook character of your childhood. Okay. And I want you to write, um, you can, the letter can be, uh, you know, to them, from you, about you. Um, you can say, you know, like when, when I was, a, you know, when, talking about when you were a kid, you know. So, you know, dear T- Peter Pan, you're going to know me as a child, and I'm afraid of the dark. And you taught me, and I want to say thank you. You taught me not to be afraid of the dark. I want to say, or whatever. Um, you can write a letter to them as a kid. You know, I'm a kid writing a letter to my superhero, and he, or a letter he writes back to me, and the same thing. You know, as an adult, I can look back as an adult and just write a letter to Peter Pan, or whatever, that type of thing. So that's your prompt. Now this can be just written as in story form. It can be written in. Um, poem form if you want it can be prose it can be whatever you know you should have a journal and write in it all the time and you know this is this is an exercise or you know really so much to create a poem as just to get you to you know look back on that okay which is kind of like an exercise too i got those mixed up both of these are mixed up today you get prompt exercises or exercising prompts okay so that's what i want you to do for that one all right and it can be whatever however you want to take that whatever direction you want to take it in all right. Then the next thing, I'm using my finger on the screen, my my PC screen, trying to get it to scroll up. Jeez. All right. So the uh, the exercise that I'm going to give you, this one's a little bit more in depth, and it's that way for a reason. Okay. And I'm thinking about because I am so crazy busy right now. I'm trying to think about, you know, how am I going to fit five minutes in to do this? And and I've got to see my brother and give him, you know, where am I going to find an hour to go spend with my brother to get him his? I'm trying to figure this all out. And it made me really think about all the things we let control us during the day. You know, the things we have to do, the things we're supposed to do, the things we rush, 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 rush. We're a microwave generation. Everything has to be done in three seconds. Right? How many of you stood at the microwave and got pissed off because it was taking a whole minute to heat up your coffee because you were in a hurry? You know, think about back when we were growing up, our parents making coffee, and they had to wait a whole 25 minutes for that percolator. <laughs> it must have been hell. <laughs> so I thought about all these things that I wanted to do that I was trying to make time for, and it made me think about the creative side you know, I thought, you know, have I, I, I haven't written, I didn't write anything down today. I didn't, and it made me, you know, I always think that. I always, my brain goes to that place anyway. So I thought about how we rush, rush, rush to do all these things. But how often during the day do we stop and give that much attention or that much importance to the the, the creative side of us? What do we do? during our daily lives, daily, to feed and nurture that creative side of us like we do everything else, the other things we give import, that much importance to. And this whole exercise is kind of on the, the basis of if you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. Okay, You have to have input in order to have output. So this isn't a writing exercise per se. I kind of worked one in there just so I could say it was. Um, so it is kind of a, yeah. Anyway, what I want you to do, 
the exercise is. What I want you to do is every day I want you to find 10 minutes that you can sit down at the computer, sit down all by yourself, and, and this, is, you know, this is actually more of an exercise about your commitment, your commitment to yourself, your commitment to your art. More than anything else, this is what that, this exercise is about. Okay? It's worth taking 10 minutes out of your day to feed that side of you. It's worth 10 minutes. You know, where can you find that 10 minutes? It's like, I don't have time to do that. 10 minutes, set the timer. Okay? And if you do this every day, if you do it beyond this week, because this is the exercise for this week, but if you keep doing this, in, in like a month, you're going to be sending me an email and telling me how it's changed you. I promise you that. Okay? So it's kind of fun. What I want you to do is I want you to sit at your computer with a paper and pencil beside you, and I want you to Google a name like Fred or Michael or Marie or, you know, um, Fredericks. You know, Google a last name and then the word poetry. Okay, so it can be any name, just one name. If you want to get real fancy, you can try doing two. But it works much better if you just do one. The, the, just type a name and then the word poetry and then do a Google search on that. And I want you to click on the links, and I want you to read some poems. You have to read at least five poems, okay? I mean, poem hunters could come up, all these different poetry sites, someone's personal website. You won't, I mean, it's no, you have no idea what you're going to read or who you're going to read it from or anything. Just first name, poetry, click, click on links. You have to read at least five poems. You can read more if you want, but you can read quickly read five poems. I want you to write down one line that you see in one of those five poems that you really love, but you can only pick one. So if you read, you see a really cool line in the first poem you read, and you write it down, but then in the fourth poem that you read, you see a better line, you have to scratch that one off and put the new line in. So you can only have one line per day from those five poems. And it has to be five, you guys. I told you this is a commitment. Are you com that committed to yourself and to your art? take 10 minutes a day to do this and feed your creative side. Okay, so read five poems. At the end of the seven days, I want you to make a poem out of those lines. Don't change any wording. You can't change any wording. You can't leave a word off. You can't change the, you know, the past tense of a word or whatever. You have to leave the line exactly as it is because it's not your line. All right? But I want you to take those five or seven lines and arrange them into a poem. The important thing I want you to do, though, is when you do this, because I, this is actually a form of poetry that you can do, um, but at the end you have to credit the lines to the author. So always make sure that if you take that line, you write down the author's name. Okay. So if you can say these, this is a found, they're called found poems. This is a found poems with lines from poetry written by boom, 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 boom. So that's the way you would present that if you ever wanted to share it if you put together something you really liked. So it's called found, found Poetry. So that is it, you know. And, uh, you know, in doing this, you're going to be reading. When you read, you're going to read something that's inspiring. It's like if you're an artist and you look at paintings, you get inspired. If you're a musician and you hear music, you get inspired. Same thing. 
if you're a poet and you read poetry, you're going to hear something that's going to inspire you. All right? So you have to have that input to have output, and you have to make that time to feed the creative side of your brain every day. Okay, so this is this is the exercise for this week to get you to think about doing that, to get you to take those 10 minutes and spend them on yourself. Okay, now, the next thing that we are going to do is we are going to do a play recording. I lost my place because usually I was thinking I was thinking co-host. For some reason, my brain went, I had a co-host with me, and that's when they would, you know, come on and blah, blah, blah. But that's not happening right now because Michael and Christopher, and they are not here. Okay, so anyway, I'm going to play a recording. We always play a, a track from one of you poets at the beginning and the end of each show. All right. If you are interested in having your track played on the show, you can email those to me. The word the is in the email title, the speakeasy cafe, T H E speak yeah, easy cafe at ya or excuse me, who uses Yahoo at Gmail dot com. The speakeasy cafe at gmail dot com. All right. Make sure you put MP three audio track, something like that in the subject header of the email uh, so that I can see that in there and we'll get that uploaded to the show and be able to play it for the world. All right. The one that I'm going to play to start the show off with is by the Hydropods and it is going to be it's one of these two. Let's do we're gonna do Zoe. I was gonna do Strong Women because that's I love that poem. But this one's kind of fun. So we're going to start off with this one. Here we go. This is the Hydropods. You can check them out on YouTube. They've got four or five different CDs out now. Absolutely incredible, incredible, incredible poetry group. Here we go. Summer. Warm sidewalk cafe with micro-brew summer simmer. Sig smoke going a hundred directions. Good feelings, feeling good, and mighty warm that summer. Micro tasty, smackety yummin' at the pizza joint in sun summer day, and eight more hours of that day bright left. And Zooey Smith comes along in Jeep Stump, parking at the pizza joint. She goes past me to the store, making wakapella. She goes past me to the store, me thinking, there goes Zooey Smith with hair pointies, goes to the store. Me thinking, there goes Zooey Smith, high on strut, goes to the store. Me thinking, there goes Zooey Smith, nose nudging the puffy clouds, goes to the store. And Micro Buddy and Siggy Friend and Sun and Summer Sunny Fun with Zooey Smith going to the store makes me think of the little readings and shows shared. The ones with me and Zooey Smith and me standing there like a jeep stump. And Zooey Smith riding Laurie Anderson around stage, grunting Manny, Manny poems in funny boy voice, waving, prancing, and making spooky face. And turns me to look again at Zooey Smith going to the store, sees her sitting on sidewalk, knee-hugging, faddish and pyramidical, seeming caught between a tough tier and going to the store. Me thinking, Zooey Smith and I are not friends, not really. Me thinking, don't give a shit. Sip, sippy, micro-siggy and sunburn those lip strips, man. Don't give no howdy. 
But the tough tear seems to be moving. And she's a human like you, baby boy, a human like you, sitting in her sad bag staring at the inside of a teary. So the micro booze and the ciggy booze and sun, sunny sun frowns down. Me thinking, okay, okay, okay. And me getting up and walking down the sidewalk sitting wall leaning Zooey Smith. Me saying, you okay, Zooey Smith? She looking like faced with giant testicle talking. Like fear of giant testicle and fear of talking testicle at that. She looking like she knew me not. Like we never stepped on stages. Or made wordy tag team dirty love to audiences in tandem. Or shared space or air or friends or anything but stranger. Zooey Smith looks at me as the hated despised. In fact, so cold and vacant of human like you, baby boy. Talking to Zooey mad woman, teary, angry, and helpful testicle. Me thinking to Zooey Smith, me giant testicle talking. Not poet, not peer, not human, not worth her time. She growls and barks, scares me, the testicle, into a very hateful Mr. Resentful testicle. Back now and outside seedy seats, Zooey Smith behind me, burning your shadow stain onto sidewalk, onto me, my back. Micro bad, nasty, tasty, siggy shit. Sun bleeds black like Zooey Smith roots, like Zooey Smith heart must look to old girlfriends. Spikes, a dead end wife. Where do these thunderheads come from? The Hydropods with Zoe, and absolutely incredible track. I love that one by them. Maybe next week we will uh, we'll play the Strong Women. I don't know. We'll have to see. Have to see what we have. All right. So guys, once again, if you'd like to send your tracks in to me, it's the t h e the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail dot com, and uh, we can get those up uploaded to the show's library. It'd be great to have them. So, what comes next? It is time for the poets. Once again, this is the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. If you are waiting in line to read tonight, know that we do take callers in the order that you call in, such as 903 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please, it is very, very important that you introduce yourself. Say, hi, this is. That way your name is attached to your work. That's very important. And people know who's reading. Okay. Uh, let me take a look at the phone lines. We can start out. Oh, we got quite a few callers. We're going to start out doing one poem, you guys, um, unless they're two real short ones. And, and you know short. Okay. So you can do one a uh, normal one, or you can do a couple short ones as we start out tonight. The lines are kind of busy, so um, we're going to kind of keep it at that. The only exception to that rule is if you did your homework, your assignment, or a prompt that I gave you. So if I gave out a prompt last week and you wrote a poem to it, you can read that, and you can read the one that you normally read. That's kind of your your incentive, your little gold star for doing your homework or a writing prompt that I give out. So you can read one poem right now, and then if you have your homework or whatever, you can read too. That's the exception to the rule. All righty. Um, please, when you are done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. That way people can come over and visit you and get to know you and your work better before you come back here and read again next week. And then please remember, you guys, that this is a mature-rated show. So it's like late-night HBO. You're bound to hear 
just about anything, and normally we do, with the exception of hardcore erotica. We do not have an adult rating, so no word porn, no tab A into slot B, no, you know, bumping body parts. Uh, don't don't be too graphic, and we're good to go. All right. With that said, I'm going to go ahead and take – I'm going to give the first three callers so you kind of know where you are in the lineup. We have 903 to start with, then we have 731, then 506. Okay, so those will be our first three callers. 903, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. How are you doing? Hey, how are you doing, sweetheart? Oh, I'm doing all right, I guess. I'm still lost. <laughs> Introduce I yourself. I haven't, turned, I haven't turned to ash yet. <laughs> um, I got uh, my neighbor actually gave me uh, two shirts, and I got to buy some more. But they're they're breathable shirts, so that's apparently that's a, what I need to get because I didn't get I haven't had any heat rashes today or yesterday. So well, that's, that's good. A good thing. Yeah, and it's been getting extremely hot, especially today. Overheated twice. So. Well, I drink lots of water and uh, Gatorade too. But anyway, well, you got to you keep tonight? your strength up to be able to write those poems, right? That's right. <laughs> That's it. All working. We're all working. No play. Not good. That's it. Well, work work messes with you mentally too. So, but or at least it does for me. But I try. So, what did you bring for us tonight, my dear? What? Eric, are you going to introduce yourself to everybody? Huh? Oh, yeah. This is uh, Eric Nelson Manley Shellman. (laughs) All right. uh, Okay. Now, what did you bring for us tonight? Well, actually, I got something, and I don't know if I can read all of it, but I can read some of it. I don't know. It might be too long, but I'll just read some of it. So this is called Some Call Him. I've been doing world leader poems. I don't know if you've seen them on Facebook or not. And I don't know if I'm going to stick them on. on uh, I don't know if I'm going to put them in a book or not. I don't know. It's kind of labor of love right now. But anyway, this one is actually not uh, political at all, but he is somewhat of a leader. It's all that. <laughs> You ready? I am. All right. Some call him dot, dot, dot. Some call him one of the world's most revered religious leaders. Some call him the exiled Tibetan Buddhist leader. Some call him world-renowned. Others call him a meat-eating, child-abuse, advocating, neopositistic, CIA super spy, earning hundreds of thousands of dollars for his efforts at reclaiming power in Tibet, who had asked for weapons to be flown into the region, causing massive losses of Tibetan lives. Some call him an activist. Some call him a neopostist because of his appointing family members to many positions of prominence. Some call him an an in-exile political and religious prisoner. Some call him a criminal. Some call him His Holiness. Some call him Lahamo Dahandup. Up. Some call him one of Matama, Matama Gandhi's child or children and his 
spiritual heir to nonviolence. Some call him the 14th and still current Dalai Lama. Some call him Tenzin Yagato, which is shortened from Jetson Jamfil Nagua Wang Lobsang Yesi Tenzin Gatao. Some say Dalai Lamas are important monks of the Galung school, the newest school of Tibetan Buddhism, which was formerly headed by the Ganden Tripas from the time of the fifth Dalai Lama to the to nineteen fifteen nineteen fifty nine, the central government of Tibet, the Ganden Fo Drang invested the position of Dalai Lama with temporal duties. Others say the Dalai Lamas are believed to be manifestations of Avalokasi Shravara or Chen Razing, the Badahavista of Compassion and the patron saint of Tibet. Some say Badahavistas are realized beings inspired by a wish to attain Buddhahood for the benefit of all sentient beings who have vowed to be reborn in the world to help humanity. Some say he was selected as the toll two of the 13th Dalai Lama in 1937 at age two and was formally recognized publicly as the fourth Dalai Lama, as the 14th Dalai Lama, sorry, at a public Declaration in 1939. Some say that his enthronement ceremony as a Dalai Lama was held in Lhasa on February 22, 1940, and he eventually assumed full temporal political duties on November 17, 1950, at the age of 15, after the People's Republic of China, China's incorporation of Tibet. Some say that the Galun schools government administered as an area or administered an area roughly corresponding to the Tibet autonomous or autonomous region, just as the nascent PRC wished to assert control over it. Some say that during the nineteen fifty during during nineteen fifty nine Tibetan uprising, the Dalai Lama fled to India where he currently lives as a refugee. Some say that he has traveled the world and has spoken about the welfare of Tibetans' environment, economics, women's rights, nonviolence, interfaith dialogue, physics, astronomy, Buddhism, science, cognitive neuroscience, reproductive health, sexuality, and all, and along with various topics of the Mayahanyanya and the Vajrayana, Buddhist teachings. Some say he began his monastic education at age six, and the curriculum derived from the Nalanda tradition, which consisted of five major and four minor subjects. Anyways, it's going to keep on going longer and longer. Now I'm going to read the last, the last three verses because it's going to take forever to read it. It's extremely long, so hang on a second. I'll get to the bottom. All right, so there's a last three verses. 
maybe these are all bullshit claims or maybe these are all absolute truths about him. Who truly knows or who truly cares either way? That's the end piece. You know, your your poetry, no one ever has to question where you stand on something, first of all. (laughs) But your poetry also educates. You know, it's not just a bunch of ramblings. I, I love the fact that the homework that you put into writing a piece, the details, the, the you know, all all the different things that so many people wouldn't know. It's it's pretty cool. Well, thank you so much. Uh, this started out as a project I came up with, and one of my best friends, his nickname is Jerk, and I'll have to read one of my poems uh, maybe later on tonight at the end of the show or next week, and it's called Jerk the Berserk. And uh, anyways, um, Jerk is the nickname that I gave him, and he calls me Lurch or Yurik, and we got nicknames whenever we were in college. But uh, anyways, he he's actually Buddhist, and he was telling me that he wanted me to do uh, the Dalai Lama, the 14th Dalai Lama, and, and now I'm working on the... Pachin Lama, and this this uh, particular one, the eleventh one, there were actually two nominees, and there's two different ways of doing it. Like there's a search committee that goes, and they have toys, and they have canes, and things like that, and they say certain words, and if the kid recognizes, if the kid recognizes uh, like different terms or plays with the toys or whatever, he's the reincarnation of the person I spoke of earlier. And then the Chinese, they got a completely different way. They got a golden urn, and uh, they got a different way of doing it. I think they actually draw it out, like draw it out of a, like draw names or whatever. So there's two candidates, and uh, it was pretty interesting. <laughs> so I might read that one next time, too. i got to finish okay. it. I'm almost done. But, but thanks so much. Uh, yeah, so this started off as kind of like a comical thing. And then I decided to start writing biographical. Of course, I put a lot of work, I put a lot of research into into this, and that's you know. But like I said, it's labor love. So you know, some people get it, some people don't. So, <laughs> well, thanks so much. I'm gonna stick around and uh, enjoy the show. Awesome. Appreciate you very much. Thank you so much, Eric. Did you tell everyone your link again? Yes, I will. This is uh, Eric Nelson, Manly Showman. You can find me on YouTube. It's it's, uh, Poet Eric Nelson, Manly Showman. You can find me on Facebook. It's Eric Nelson, Manly Showman. You can find my like page. It's Poet Eric Nelson, Manly Showman. And you can find me on uh, Home Hunter. That's Eric Nelson, Manly Showman. And I believe that's it for now. (laughs) Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Great job tonight. It was good hearing from you, hon. And thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. Thanks, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. So our next caller comes from area code 731. 731, you're on the air. 731 would be Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. Hi, Nala. Hi, Michael. Is there a link I should be looking at today? Me. All me, nothing but me. The whole I love world you. I can look at nothing me. but you. I only have eyes for you. Now you know why I'm not a singer. 
<laughs> yes, we're on. We're actually on the MikeSide.blogspot.com. My personal site was there, thirty-two pieces, and to get there, it's just m y k e t o d d dot blogspot dot com. I realized recently that there's two poems out of the thirty-two I have there that I've never read on your show. Not just one. There's two. Um, this one right here, I don't think you have any, I, I think you missed it. Uh, everyone did. Matter of fact, it got missed really bad. Even the person I wrote it for, I'm not sure if she read it and I put it in her hand. But anyway, uh, this was from two years ago. And, uh, and, and you're going to have probably, uh, considering how many people listen to this show, there'll be a handful of people go, now, wait a damn minute, because I'm going to make reference to Garrison Keillor, okay? And Garrison Keillor, since two years ago when I wrote this, kind of has fallen out of the favor of a Me Too crowd. <clears throat> and a little hands-on situation, so they said. But at this time, he was the most loved man in America, at least the Midwest. He used to host the Prairie Home Companion on Saturday afternoons. He used to write books about... Tales of Lake Wobegon. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. There you go. Anyway, uh, there are three people that are in a band right now. Sarah Watkins, you know her from Nickel Creek. Uh, Sarah Jarose is a solo artist from Texas. And Aoife O'Donovan, who's been in several bands and solo. Uh, this is about Aoife O'Donovan. Right now, the three of them are touring, and they're hot as a constable's revolver. They're calling themselves I'm With Her, and their name was uh, coined before any political reservations were taken on that. So they're a big, big deal. I sent you a video of Aoife O'Donovan several years ago, and you liked it. She fronted a band at that time called Crooked Steel, and the song was half of what we know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, songs about her. What spirited me with this is, I was watching a video of Chris Teeley and Sarah Jarose, and they were talking about two different times. Sarah's young. She learned a song from Aoife at, at her camp, her music camp, okay? And a lot of bluegrass people and acoustic people and Americana people put on camps where people come in and pay exorbitant amounts, and they get lectured, and they get shown stuff, and there are many performances. They go on stage with the big kids and play, and it's a great thing, okay? So that gave me the idea to like this totally made-up story, Aoife O'Donovan Fiddle Camp, okay? So it's a lot of tongue-in-cheek, it's a lot of humor, a lot of inside stuff that nobody's going to get but me. But that's life. Everybody can't know bluegrass music, okay? I grew up <laughs> in it. But there's some people that will get some of the some of the lines in it, okay? Okay. All right. This is called Aoife O'Donovan Fiddle Camp. Welcome to the 2016 event of the Minnesota music season. El Rancho Manana was booked, but not Duluth. The reason for all the excitement not seen here or since is annual Aoife O'Donovan Fiddle Camp is about to commence. Friday night was set aside for a stage contest for locals, a talent contest of sorts to showcase pickers and vocals. 
Several bands shone like new money, but still did not win. The St. Louis County crowd stuffed the ballots once again. Bertram Haversham and the Bayfront Ramblers took the vote with no consolation for second place. That's all she wrote. For their efforts, the boys will take the stage authorized to perform a tune alongside Aoife. Won't she be surprised? She arrived Friday night. No one knew she was in proximity. There really two of us afforded a measure of anonymity. Her honorized Steve, Anthony, and Carl, driver of the bus, step out wearing T-shirts proclaiming, she's with us. Saturday morning workshops start promptly at 9 or 10. Anthony's tutorial on playing mandolas first again. At another chance, Steve instructs students on Celtic drums. Aoife nods in approval, silently rendering Gaelic hums. At high noon, she takes the stage, fielding random queries. No question is repeated until well into the third series. She explains moonshine does not come from a crooked still. Aoife still fills in anecdotes on her ride on the music treadmill. This is the first festival season that she's not done solos. So she can defer quiz models designed for Tillier Rose. But she is a master of spinning toward her own expertise when it comes to song suggestions. Try a few of these. So as not to interrupt, notes are placed on the edge of the stage. Why don't you play a Martin? When did you quit the rage? Do you know Rabbit in a Log? Seems someone is dyslexic. How do you play your guitar so clean without using a pick? The game of 20-plus questions is scattered yet seamless. Most, she knows the answers. The rest hazard to guess. Shy and unassuming, this girl to patrons comes alive, closing to their mutual chagrin. See you back at five. After the session, the group leisurely strolls the grounds stopping along the way to sample foods on their rounds. The line was long at Luke's Ludafisk on a stick stand. Too bad they ran out of lemonade. This was not well planned. Five o'clock, the air is filled with an eerie, mournful sound of lawn chairs taking weight, those not sitting on the ground. Bertram is introduced to Aoife. They step to a microphone. As soon as his banjo rings, she wishes she was on stage alone. It seems Hot Corn Cold Corn was the only song they both knew. Fare you well, Uncle Bert. See you never when this is through. As bad as he sang, even to the point of misinterpreting a verse, the Bayfront Ramblers, by comparison, were even worse. As the contest winners exited to applause, did a sound linger? Aoife turned to see Berkham, tuning his banjo near the singer. What kid is your next one, little lady? Is question her way. If you don't leave, I'll kick your shins. You cannot stay. Ever the consummate professional, she regained her composure and navigated through her set. It was truly a magical hour. Her compositions, Irish tunes, sampling Joni and Emmy Lou, with an encore sing-along of Old Mama, and she was through. At dusk, we find Aoife and Mary Band walking along the groves. As parking lot pickers, strength in numbers, gather in droves. Surrounded by amateur aficionados here in the land of Prince, there was one familiar out of Penny Banjo that made her wince. She was approached by a man with a camera about next year. 
Dave, along with committee members Leah and Deanna, made it clear come next season the festival would have a new theme in play. When revealed Polka was in the offing, Etha turned away. She found herself eye to eye with a stranger in his zeal. He sounded the news. She's here. Etha Donna's here. As her bandmates and bus driver watched in mock disbelief, Etha turned, scribbled her name, then gave him relief. Yes, I met her, and I asked her autograph. She gave me two. It's only right that I should keep one and give the other to you. The mentally challenged fellow meant no harm, and as such, prized possession in his hand warranted. Thank you so much. That night, she mused there's a song here to be found. And like she did on the way to Boston in that Greyhound, she envisioned Mystic River, 1,400 miles to drive, thinking, hope we don't get low bridge, no star on drive. A wake-up call from the desk, all is not as it might seem. Here in Hollywood, California, Aoife awoke from her dream. At his final prairie home companion, Garrison's reprieve, she says to Keeler, I have a story even you won't believe. In poem. You are absolutely a master at what you do. Well, I thank you for that, ma'am. You are very welcome, sir. You know, we've talked about this before. You talk, you know, you all when you write, you always write for somebody. There's always a tar you always have a target when you write. Okay? And mm-hmm. So I I love that you said that your target this one was written for you. There's things in it only you are going to get to know. And so I always listen when I'm listening to the lines and they're saying, can I crack the code? Can I see what's going on? But I'll tell you what, I can't drive past a field with a big roll of hay in it without thinking about you now. That was the plan. Every time I see them, yep. Hmm, But not bales of hay. Bales of hay, just the rolls make me think of you. The bales of hay make me think of something else completely. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk about it next time you go on vacation on that one. Uh, the one thing, that, the one thing that I will tell you that's in here that was when uh, when she was uh, uh, when she was making the bus trip back to Boston where she lives, thinking, hope we don't get low bridged on Storo Drive. There's a there's a local college there in Boston, and there is an actual bridge that's too low for some vehicles. And every year, some truck will come in loaded with furniture or something for a kid from school, and he'll hit that bridge and just tears everything up. That's what that meant. It's really, it's like a, uh, it's an annual event. Who's going to hit the bridge this year? <laughs> we have things like that here. Who's going right. to be stupid and try to cross the bridge when it's under four feet of water? Mm-hmm. Oh, boss, no, no. Well. Turn around, don't Brown. All right. All right. That was a long poem, so I'm going to bow out. <laughs> you going to tell everyone how to find you? Mike Todd.blogspot.com. That's M Y K E T O D D dot blogspot.com. You can ramble through everything I got in a matter of, oh, hell, it take you hours to read 32 that are on there. That was one of the short ones. It is what it is. Oh, it is awesome. All right, sweetheart, we will talk to you next week. 
Yes, ma'am. I'll do my best to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Michael. We'll talk to you soon, hon. Mm-hmm. That was Michael Todd, M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D dot blogspot dot com. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 506. 506, you're on the air. Good day. Hey, Andy, how are you? I mean, wait a minute. Hello, so. caller. How are you? Good. This is Andrew calling from the east coast of Canada. Andrew Scott. Are you the Andrew Scott? Uh, I'm going to say yes to that. (laughs) (laughs) How have you been? I was thinking about you earlier this week, wondering what's going on with you. I haven't heard from you in a while. I was. Uh, It's it's been a busy summer. And I wasn't throwing anything. It was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've been running around, you know, stuff like that. It's summer. Playing ball, playing out in the woods. Did you do your? You have to wear something pink bike ride this year. Uh, something yes, you wear neon pink. colors, or I wore neon colors and I did do my bike ride. It was the end of June. So what was so, the yeah. co- what is the cause for that? Is it MS? It's um, mul- MS, Multiple Sclerosis uh, Society, and what you do is you do an extensive bike ride over two days, and uh, you raise money for it. That's pretty cool. You do some fun yeah, things I, like I've that. I've done it now for eight years. Well, I remember the when I first met you, that's one of the first pictures I saw of you was wearing yes. like these neon spandex bike pants. Yeah. And, you know, uh-huh. that was a hell of a first impression. Well, you know, you gotta you got to make sure that everybody sees the picture of the good ones. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so it is really good to hear from you. How are your books doing? Thank you. Very well. I've, uh, yeah, people are still kind of buying them. That's a good thing. So how many do you have out now? I have five out, uh, four poetry books, and another one that's uh, photography with some writings and some poetry. Is there a sixth one in the works? Um, I've been thinking about it. I haven't really started it yet. We'll see. Depends on how so, I was thinking about starting one in the fall, but I'm not sure yet. I was just going to say that it should be about you should do a, a book of just maritime, the area that you're in. Oh, that was right. Poems about history, easy, about the winters there, about what winter's like for the fishermen, what a boat looks like mm-hmm. in the winter. But it should be all about it should be a maritime winter book, and that gives you a project to work on over, over that, the. But I've, I've, I can actually do that because I've. I think you would do amazing at that. I've I've actually written those poems. No, you have to write new ones too. It has what? to be nothing but maritime winter, maritime winter. And you know what'd be really cool? You know how you've got that mouse? What is it? Philip Sleepy or Fifi or Fufu Mouse? Petrie. What's his name? Pierre. Petrie. Petrie. Petrie, like yeah. a petri dish. Yeah, you got yeah. you have. Like a whole series of Petrie poems, which you should, you have to do a book yeah. about him, his book one time, because that, yeah. that's going to be, that's a have yeah. to do, that's a given. That's but a, you could create a character, already. create a, create a narrative character. Maybe it's a seagull. 
that is immortal mm-hmm. and sparkles in the sunshine. And so it's it's gone from when the Indians used to fish there at a modern day winter maritime. But <laughs> he's a winter. It has to be a winter bird, a winter snow owl name. I don't know, whatever. whatever. Oh, but that would be kind of cool to have <laughs> that have that character kind of narrate through the the maritime winter up there. No, and that's you can true. also work in some of your photography with that. Yes. Put an ad on Craigslist if you have if you have a Canuckian Craigslist up there, you know, looking for I local do. legends, stories, um, information on people who used to live here, you know, any old time history. Please contact this email address. Mm-hmm. So really get into the nuts and bolts of the old, you know, because nobody writes about the common man better than you do. You know, what? What? how cool would it be to put out a book on a maritime winter with local people and legend and lore? You almost have me conflicted now. What story am I going to tell? <laughs> You're going to tell me a story? Wow, we have a story for you. I love stories. Well, here's a story. Sorry, Mama. This may be the last time you hear from me. Something happened while walking home that I could not change, even if I tried. I was strolling along just as the sun was going down through one of the parts of town you always told us to stay away from, but it was the shortest way home, and I was exhausted after a hot day. I could feel the eyes on me from the homes. They were measuring a stranger. I could sense the whispers. The air changed, so confusing. It could have been the tension that was turning in me, and the events are so vague in my mind, no real memory of what sent me walking on the new path I must take, a new place that I cannot look back. I do not know what the future holds. I do know that I'll always be moving, so the path cannot get a hold of me. Though, that would be deserved with what I know I did. Sorry, Mama. You had to hear it this way. Your lessons should have been completely listened to. That is the truth. I will now remember them as I can never walk home. End poem. So where'd that one come from? <laughs> do you really want to know? I really do. Was it a, Don't tell me it's a blister because I cry. <laughs> I wrote down the title Coming Home months ago. <laughs> And I came across it, and I was like, I don't even know why I wrote this down. But <laughs> I was I was working on something at home, and I heard the song "Break It to Them Break Them to Break It to Them Gently" by Burton Cummings. And then on the same day, I heard uh, "Renegade" by Styx, written by Tommy Shaw, and it starts with "Oh Mama." I was like, okay, I can write something kind of, it was a challenge to write something kind of in that vein, if anybody's familiar with those two songs or pieces of poetry. So, yeah, that's where that kind of came from. You know, it would be really funny if when you if when you do a book, um, <laughs> <laughs> that you put an asterisk beside the title of every poem that was inspired by music. And in the back, 
have the name of the poem and what song it was inspired, like kind of like a uh, index type thing, mm-hmm. you know, in the back, this little list, and have the title of each poem, and then beside it, the name of the song that inspired it. That would be really cool. <laughs> Do you know how many that would be? I know it would be a lot. That's what would make it really cool. If it was only one or two, that wouldn't be cool. Yeah, because you know, and, and I know a lot of people will kind of roll their eyes at times when I mention songs and poetry. But if you take away the music, it's poetry. Mhm. Oh yeah. And especially and so yeah. Yes, uh, street street rap. Uh, believe it or not, uh, the vintage storytellers of our time. I'm going to see one of them in about a month. So. One of my favorite musician poets uh, is coming here, so Mr. Mellencamp. John, who didn't love John? John was just way too cool. You never heard about him getting in trouble. You never heard about, you know. Read his bio. <laughs> but you know, you never hear about it. You never heard about it. He was never no. flamboyant in his. No. But they, uh, no, it's it's like I said, I, I wrote down the title, and then months later, I I just so happened to hear a Burton Cummings song. And for those that don't know who Burton Cummings is, he's Canadian for one, but two, he used to be the lead singer of a rock band in the 60s called The Guess Who and 70s. <laughs> yeah, so he brought you first, a First and before American anything, one. guys, he was Canadian. <laughs> From Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Hey, there's a Canadian now singing, singing for sticks. I'm excited. I'll go back. Yay, Canada. We we export a lot of our talent. <laughs> All right, my darling. Okay, you can ready find me. To, are on... you ready to start? Are you ready to start? Uh, by the way. Because I was asked this the other day, are you ready to start hosting Reverse again? Who asked you that? I'll give you two clues. No, I won't give you any clues. <laughs> mama. It was not Mama. Mm. Was not Mama. No. No. I'll let you wonder. I'll let you wonder who's thinking about you, because I know that'll drive you crazy. I know you. Yeah, probably will. <laughs> we could do a one-off so, sometime. You interested in doing that? Maybe do you know do it as do a, a one-off just sometime. Maybe once a month you could do one. First week of the month. We can do a one-off and then we'll go from there. <laughs> oh. You give me an inch, I'll take a mile. You know me. I know. That's why we're stopping you. <laughs> we'll we'll get in contact and we'll we'll plan one for. <sighs> end of September. Okay. Does that work? That's a month. That works. Okay. So I'll make up some flyers and we'll get people knowing when it is. All you all you have to do is commit to a date and I'll do it. Yeah, and I'll I'll look at a date on the calendar. What night? We'll we'll figure it out. You just tell me what night or what not and we'll figure it out. No, you tell me. If you commit to it then mm-hmm. I can make the flyers. And if you commit to it, then you can't change it. It's true. It's too easy for me to change things, yeah. It's true, isn't it? Okay. 
I'll look at a calendar for the end of September and we'll go. <laughs> that works for me. All right, Andy, give uh, your link one more time. I already figured I already, I think I already have a date. But anyway. Just not a I Thursday night. No, it'll 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 be the good old fashioned Sunday night, I believe. Okay, that works for, that works perfect for me. So and we'll go from we'll go from there. But yeah, I'll send you a couple of dates and you let me know what's up. All right, that works for me. And tell whoever it was, thank you for thinking of me. <laughs> I will do that. Okay. Now can I do my spiel? Yes. You can find me on Facebook, just Andrew Scott. Uh, or you can go to andrewmscott.com and I have some stuff there. Or you can go to Amazon.com, and the last book I put out was Through My Eyes, A Journey in Pictures, uh, just Andrew M. Scott. That's it. That is perfect. All right, my darling. Appreciate okay. it. Great job. All right. Okay. <laughs> you guys have a good one. Quit laughing. Make me laugh. All right. All right. Thank you, sweetie. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. I don't know why I get laughy with him. Um, for those that, of you that don't know, Andy used to um, host Reverse, which was a classic poetry open mic, and you could basically call in and read. It's in the whole sh- uh, the whole purpose of the show. Once again, everything has a a purpose to help writers. Is if you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. So this is a way, a fun way to get you to, when you're reading poems and you find one that you really like or touches you or you think is really interesting or cool or you want to talk about, you could call it a reverse and you could basically read any poem that you wanted except for your own. Okay, so it could be one of your friends, a peer, uh, you know, a classic poem. Uh, I think they really, really kind of lean towards the classic poems. You know, you'd be amazed how many. It's really funny, and I'm serious about this. You'd really be amazed once you start reading, like if you get back into, um, you know, really old poetry, uh, how much of it is still relevant, how much, you know. I I love Sarah Teasdale, and reading her work, you know, it makes me realize that the emotions of a woman um, haven't really changed. The things we think about, the things we worry about, the our thought processes really have not changed that much. Um, so it's really kind of cool how you can find old poems that are relevant now. But anyway, so yeah, that was a really cool thing. So we're going to have Andrew come on and do an impromptu show. We'll we'll advertise it so you can get ready uh, in advance and find a poem to go on and share. But that would be really cool. We'll do it on a Sunday night, and I'm really glad he agreed. So yay, we'll be doing that one, an Inkwell show. All right, I'm going to go, go ahead and give our next three callers. We have a 734, then we have 832, and another 832. So the first one is 8326, and the other one is 8322. That's the first number of the rest of it. So uh, you kind of know what order you're going to be in. Let's go ahead and grab 734. 734, you're on the air. Uh, hello, Nyla. This is Dennis White from Michigan. <laughs> hey, Dennis. How are you, my darling? I'm doing real good. <laughs> yes. Uh, Why so happy tonight? <laughs> I love it when uh, you. I mean, you're always it, laugh, it, always laughing. You it, just. It's it, it, it's it's a night to read poetry. Why why not be happy? <laughs> this is true. I absolutely uh, cannot 
I cannot fault that way of thinking at all. Yes, and uh, I thank you so much for having this platform that we can share, and it, it is appreciated. It really is. Well, we appreciate you being here. We're really glad you're a part of our family. Well, thank you, and I'm glad to, glad to be counted among the many. I would like to share a, a, a poem. It's, it's a little bit different this time. Uh, I was asked, or I was told to write a poem about a about an animal, and I thought, well, what can I pick? So, this is this is what I picked. The title is Giraffe. I may be sticking my neck out on this. I would be amiss. I stand head and shoulders above the rest, not bragging, mind you. Others will attest. The spots on my coat are uniquely mine, different as every snowflake design. Walking around, I look real smart because I'm a living, breathing work of art. I'm found in the wild and at the zoo. And I'm known for my big heart, too. Twenty-four pounds. Now that's a heart. My blood pressure is always off the chart. My tongue is black, but I don't lie. My head, it always bumps the sky. I run real fast. I have some power. I am a mobile Lookout tower. I am a docile creature to all it seems, but protecting my own I can get mean. If attacked by a lion, my hooves will fly. I can shatter his skull and he will die. I prefer to be peaceful, fun, and mild. I enjoy life running free in the wild. I stand head and shoulders above the rest. As a sociable creature, I do my best. End of poem. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's something so a little tell bit me, different. Tell me the whole story on that piece. Well, there isn't much to tell. It's just I was asked to write a poem about an animal, so I did. <laughs> I had to do some research, and uh, it, it's what an interesting creature that uh, giraffes are. <laughs> you know, I, I'm kind of, I kind of giggle when you're reading that because all I could think about was how I was absolutely glued to the computer waiting for the baby giraffe to be born. Oh, yes, what a drop, hey? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, wow. All right, my love, yeah. do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come find your amazing self. Well, uh, I can be found at allpoetry.com. Uh, I write under the name of Haiku Bless You. And uh, come come and visit sometime, check it out, and uh, leave some comments. If you like it, let me know. If you don't, let me know. It, I, I love constructive criticism. So I will 
I will step aside, let the next poet step up to the mic, and I will say, God bless. Bless you as well, my dear. We'll talk to you soon, honey. All right. Bye-bye. All right, so our next caller comes from area code. It's 8326. 8326, you are on the air. Hey, Ms. Nyla. Hey, you. What's up? I'm all right. How you doing? I am doing absolutely... I'm I'm doing awesome. I was trying to think of some really cool word to say, but... (laughs) How about about fantabulous? That works. There you go. Okay. Well, um, I'm trying to... Find my place here and run to it. And um, yeah, I'm doing okay. I got uh, some some stuff. Ah, here we go. Uh, got a um, got some uh, continuing um conversations. I'm not going to really say a whole lot about this uh, particular piece because it's, it uh it, it basically explains itself as it goes along. Um, I will, however, say a few things afterwards, just, uh, in mention as far as, you know, like some of the, uh, ongoing, um, situations and, uh, can, you know, the, the, uh, some of the, the, uh, statistics even just for this year, uh, in regards to this particular, uh, subject matter. But, uh, I will simply say that, uh, the, the, the name for this, uh, work is in dedication to uh, the the name of the this lady, and in keeping with respect for uh, her people. Uh, obviously, I will not be saying her full name at one at one time. So, but uh, this this work is called Olivia. The wolves are howling. Echo songs rippling with starlight across the water. Shafts of shadow, long bones of sorrow flowing down, down through the depth away from the surface rain. Fouling, tumbling into softened casements of lake liquid silt. A weave of such exquisite elements that no man could ever make duplicate in full. Spawn, sodden silk, ripple rains that push with smooth inertia against fallible metal. An arc of a windshield left too long away, beneath, away from the sun, far from the wind songs that moan across What's left of the grasslands Looked for with longing shades That dance down the hours of the moonlight Wolf-like, the dogs are calling oh, People are searching Someone has gone missing Family, friends, the people are asking questions of tribal police, B-I-A. After January, 
waterfall, you said you would search the lake. Why haven't you? Why won't you look beneath the disquiet of wind and soft waves? <sighs> Queries, accusations, fingers stabbing, the words stained there, the unwashed squabbling in fear and disinterest. Someone is lying. Someone knows more than the printed math of amassed evidence, files, and reports. Mother of five, sister of origins, daughter of the Lakota. Olivia, where have you been? The birth of knowing, the death of prayers, friends, family now laced with understanding. She won't be coming back. She has become else. She is now one more red dress of a growing number. Morph, phase, fire fade, light extinguished. Olivia, a silenced sister. Shabi, Minjul, Gedaki, darkness. Her robes of flesh within a pickup truck at the bottom of a lake one mile from home. Moha, crumbling edge of a water bank, the dredge of become wretched lake water. Ni, which hone, shpon, wake, a sodden grave, ke shpon, over which stands the image shadow of a lone bear. Watching over her, death, nine months, the turn of time to find her, 30 years, awareness, the missing, the murdered, the disappeared, red cloth, red dresses, tresses, braided, dressed in red, the sign of our silenced sisters. Gender genocide, call it what it is. Elders, quoth we, you were not raised to live with fear. Fear is a sickness, one they cross with the entrenched trauma sewn into the very fabric of those unwashed and wretched refuse with which you, King Hafka, so well I self-identify, so civilized. It was never meant to be ours. Sisters of our peoples, our grief lays heavy within us from within you. Thirty years and over 6,000 cases documented. Those even more undocumented and unremarked, just another ending, yeah? Many such cases still open-ended, bonjour. Their cries, loud, forlorn, hollow, become anguish itself. Oh. No end in sight, etronja. The distance yet to be traveled, wetroninda. Divine sight, blood, sorrow, gihonashi, wabi. Through veils, dust, and madness, we see you and wait 
to bring you home, bring you home back to the place, home place, Utsi. Upon discovery, another genocidal word, Olivia, we will pray for you. Your family will lay you to rest. Sleep now, sister, sleep. This part of your circle is finished as we pick up the prayer smoke, the weave of future days. We will continue to work at keeping our sisters still in our sight, formed life, safe from the myths, poisoned mysteries of man camps and house parties that they may outlive us. Laws, courts, legislation, grants, oh, yeah, that's all you Kinshaska are good for. Throw money at it, make the problem go away, smother it with gilded greed, iron guilt, contempt, do nothing, judgment, jurisdiction, jurisprudence, my ass, do something, you cowards. Shonge, Coyote, the wolves, bon who are calling, howling out across the grass-stripped earth, Moninga. There are many more silenced sisters yet to be found. Montana shows 13 Red Earth sisters missing since January of this year. We are the ghost road born, and we will keep looking. Oh, yes, the wolves are howling, Olivia. Lonke, Ujonke, Ubefni, and peace. That was amazing. That was amazing. What do you want to say about it? Well, I just wanted to reiterate that uh, you know that we have between uh, uh, Canada, Canadian, uh, British Columbia, and into the United States, you know, a lot of Native women who have gone missing and are found murdered, and their cases not solved, and some are disappeared and yet have to be decided as being missing. And then there are those that they're basically, you know, that some people are considering throwaways and they just don't care, so they don't report the 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 the, uh, the happening. As well, I know that the, the Navajo people on their reservation have issued an APB warning to keep the keep a close eye on on their kids because there are active people out there kidnapping and snatching unattended children. So this is not something that's yesterday or something time in the past. This is something happening now. Mm-hmm. And it is an on, it is a, something that we have to deal with on an everyday. It's not something new to us. So, yeah, it's uh, it's you know, yeah. I just like okay, I do my best to to keep that conversation going because it's you know, like I say, it's something that's an ongoing concern for a lot of people. I absolutely agree. I can't remember. I think it was maybe Robbie. I think Robbie wrote a poem about the same thing. I don't know if you heard it, his version. I'm pretty sure it was Robbie. Correct me if I'm wrong, you guys, because that could happen. But, yeah. But I think I'm, I'm hoping, if we can figure out if it was him or not, maybe he can send you a copy of it, because I think he would, uh, you'd really appreciate it, too. Sure. 
All right. Well, that's my work for this evening, and uh, obviously I keep going with everything that I find out and as I find out about it. And uh, if you're looking for me, just look on uh, Facebook under Rafe Wild, and you'll see in parentheses Soldier Blue, and that's me. There you have it. (laughs) I I have to laugh. I'm sorry. I just every time you say that it's it's this it's just it's such a, a porn star name. I love that name. <laughs> well, again, you know, like I said, they they you know, they decided to uh to uh not recognize my my native name that which I've been using ever since the days of my space. So hey, mm-hmm. I just gave them something they could recognize, you know. I'm just yeah. I'm picturing you know, like this this ninety year old porn's ex, you know, Washed up porn star, never made it big, thinking, God, if I'd have just thought of that name, I could have been. I tease you about that, but it's just because I like to hear you laugh. Well, there you have it. Trying to escape, you know, trying to escape the flames. Yeah. 
because fact, they that are, should be the title are, of your poem. That should be the well, title of the poem you me, write about the wildfires. A, a squirrel doesn't have insurance a, on its home. There, there's a reason why I brought up the snake, and it will definitely, uh, you know, show itself in the in the way that I write that work. But oh, I will no, I will include I will include many things of that nature, and and uh, also taking into account the uh, the just I don't even know what that is going on out there in Florida right now. I mean, they call it red bloom, but this is more than this is more than just a red tide. I mean, there are literally tons upon tons of of, of ocean life and and uh, shore life along the ocean uh, sands that are just just gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all dead. And I, you know, you can't tell me that that's just solely because of a red tide. It's it's too much. It's too much all at once. So yeah, no, like I say, there's 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 a, I've got I've got a lot of those things in my mind with that. And I'll like I say, I'll definitely put that together. All right, Miss Nyla. Well, I will uh, get off and allow the other folks to to come on with theirs. And I feel like again, as always, I appreciate the, uh, the venue to be able to uh, get up and and speak about these things. We appreciate you. Appreciate you being part of the family since the very since before the beginning. You know the show's been oh, on no the doubt. air for twelve <laughs> years, and I've known you even before that. That's a long time. Oh yeah, all, again, all the way back into MySpace before it went uh, spastic in uh, the beta nonsense. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Long, long time. Glad to see, and to that end, I would just say one final thing. Mm-hmm. Glad to see that you are still up and running this. It is a necessary <laughs> thing, I believe. I'm serious. I think it's a very necessary thing. Thank a very you. necessary outlet. I agree. I need it. I definitely do. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. All right, hon. Bye, bye, sweetheart. Okay. All righty. Our next caller, I was trying to stall just a little bit. I was having issues with my board. Um, I do want to let, by the way, let area code 307 and 845 know that you are not in the lineup. If either one of you want to read 307-845, just go ahead and press 1 on your phone. If you're just hanging out listening to the show, welcome. Uh, Glad you're here. And let's go ahead and get to our next caller. I'm going to give the next three. We have 832 and then we have 219 and then 256. So 832, you are on the air. Good evening. It's Amelia T. Davis calling out of Houston, Texas. Hello, my little Houston girl. How are you? I am for asking. <laughs> you are very welcome. <laughs> uh, What'd you bring us tonight, my love? If you don't mind, I'd like to make a few comments. Okay. Uh, you know, thank God for Soldier Blue because he's keeping us updated all the time about what's going on with our indigenous population. And I am, you know, an activist for women and I did not know of any of that going on 
And uh, I'm outraged, and I wish he would have heard my poem last week about uh, anger because I, uh, I, I'm very angry about uh, what he, you know about that subject that uh, he expressed. And um, so, okay. Anyway, after I was going to do a romance piece, but after his poem, it's like I can't bring myself to do that. So I have uh, another new poem. It's called Raggedy Ann, and that's what I brought you. Okay. Raggedy Ann. There she sits on the shelves collecting dust. Long ago discarded upon that permanent abode, she cries from the loneliness. No one hears, just a doll with dust. She remembers when she was so loved and cherished. Now nobody cares, just a remnant of days long past. She reflects upon the days of happiness and joy, how she wishes they would return. Heartbroken, for she has been discarded in a sad perch. All alone, no love lavished upon her dusty exterior, There she sits, broken and lost, in plain sight. Her anguish is real, her torment actual. When will they ever dust her off and return the love? Musings of Amelia T. Davis, in peace. That was phenomenal, my sweetheart. (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, Much love. Uh, You can find me on... Uh, Facebook under Emilia T. Davis, E-M-I-L-I-A-T-D-A-V-I-S. I have a like page with the same name, and I also have a poetry group called Poets for the Power of the People, or you can find me here every Thursday night with Nyla. This is the truth, you guys. She's not kidding. You really can. I love you, lady. You you have the patience of an angel. I, you know, I, I just admire you so much. Anyway, much love and blessings, and I'm going to go sit on the couch, let the next poet come on up. All right, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Tell everyone your link once again, please. Emilia T. Davis, E-M-I-L-I-A-T. D-A-V-I-S on Facebook. Much love. Much love to you. Thanks, sweetheart. Okay. All right, guys. Our next caller comes from... I just bit my tongue. That was not fun. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. How are you doing? This is Brother O on the line. How you doing? Hey, Brother O, how are you, sweetheart? I am doing I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. I'm doing absolutely wonderful. It's a great day. Yeah, it's always, always is. So uh, what is going on with you? What did you bring us tonight? This is a... Uh, this poem is called Define the Diagnosis Dealer. 
I am the antithesis, my diagnosis. My official physical diagnosis five years after having my, my third open heart surgery for my doctor. His birth, the diagnosis of the general heart condition called transposition of the great artery. In other words, the arteries in my heart would switch when I came into existence. My right ventricle does the left ventricle normally does does the normal heart. It actually works in reverse. Yeah, I've been also been diagnosed with a regular heartbeat the last fourteen years. Typical for adults with congenital heart conditions like myself. In other words, I've had eight episodes of Atrial fibrillation and normal sinus rhythm. However, I have to give all praises and thanks to God that I'm not had an episode in three years. I've also been diagnosed hypertension, plain English, for high blood pressure. My blood pressure issues stem from eating foods that are high calorie content. And dealing with repressed emotions. I've also been diagnosed with congestive heart failure. My body used to have the new tendency to hold in water. However, I must give praises to God once again, because I have not had an episode of heart failure over 12 years. And I thank God I have no diabetes. Or any other trait or chronic conditions going on in my body. Other than the heart issues, I'm in very good shape. My official mental and psychological diagnosis, according to these crash card experts, crazy, weird, and off the wall, angry, quick tempers, and have episodes of ear raging fury. Stubborn and hard-headed, known for my reputation to make people scared of me because I would make good of my threats to get visits upon my sworn enemies. And I used to be known to get in a verbal conversation and start fights. I'm a natural-born introvert and owner who is distant and loves to stay to himself most of the time. Labeled as anti-social and hostile at times. Very quiet and naturally consistent to everybody. A brother who doesn't open up to people, by the way. And I've had the reputation of not trusting a whole bunch of people. I don't want to be bothered with 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 folks who cause me nothing but trouble and drama. See, I was placed in special education classes until I was in the fourth grade for false diagnosis of autism. I was actually a nonverbal child from age of two to age of three. I was related in my development, my language and writing skills. And every once in a while, I had slight speech impairments time to time. If any other brother or sister had to cover all my diagnoses, he or she would maybe would have had a nervous breakdown, committed suicide or homicide, they locked in solitary confinement in prison or placed in a mental health facility 
or ended up out of harmony for drug daddy would have died for the age of 40. That's the city. Thank God for keeping me in my right mind. Not afflicting me with mental health issues like bipolar disorder or schizophrenia. Now, I may have a few screws loose, but I'm not taking antidepressants nor my drinking vodka, rock, or Hennessy or crown wool every day. Brother O, my brother, how in the world do you despise diagnosis then? I dear brothers and sisters, as I've said before, I am the antithesis of all of my diagnoses, despite what my doubting predicators and the experts have forecast over my 43 years living in this crazy and paranoid world, I refuse to allow them to define me by their false predictions and expectations. For I am a man on a mission. They can call me crazy all they want to. Despite all my diagnoses, I've just simply determined to prove those crimes wrong over and over again and reach levels of greatness. And I got what they call crazy faith in God. And the same favor of my life. I thought they knew. I refuse to quit made down this season. I refuse to be stuck with labels. Mediocre and average. So don't come over here and try to apply those labels to me. I'm mentally tough. My parents didn't raise no punk either. But God gave me the strength to endure surgery, tests, and fatigue. He gave me the mental fortitude to take off the labels of any cabin and over my life. He gave me the courage to ignore the rejection and idiotic comments of some of my peers whose knowledge and understanding of me was extremely limited. And he has blessed me the endurance to take a hit from this thing called life in order to keep moving forward and living well. My dear brothers and sisters, what you are hearing now is a brother who was a fighting true champion, was beaten all time and time again, a brother who was gifted and anointed to be a poet. And that real life on Sun Q continues to inspire and encourage people there. But more or less than it's for, don't allow anyone, and I mean, don't allow nobody to find you by a diagnosis. For all of you who are listening live on Speakeasy Cafe, no matter what your diagnosis is, you have the power to defy the devil. Nobody ever has to guess what you're thinking, my dear Brother O. That was amazing. Absolutely incredible. Thanks, Nala. I appreciate you. No, I appreciate you. Do me a favor, love. Tell everyone how they can come find you. Oh, for those of you who are not Today, you can me on Facebook and Twitter. I can be found on Facebook on Omar Brother O. Gavin, and my Twitter page is uh, www.twitter.com slash brother1975. That's where you can find me. Very cool. All right, sweetie, and we will talk to you next week? Yes. All right, perfect. We will see you then, sweetie. Thank you. Have a good night. Take care. You too. 
Okay. So our next caller comes from area code 256. 256, you're on the air. Good evening, Yes, I am. Hey. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. It is you. Yes, it is. (laughs) So what's been going on with you this week? Has it been fun, exciting, inspiring? What? Uh, no, actually, it's been kind of hectic. Uh, in fact, it took me a little bit even to get something written this week. But I managed. <laughs> I did manage. <laughs> did you do any of your homework? I did the uh, word prompt, Purified. Awesome. So that means you get to read too, right? Yes, ma'am. Yay. What'd you bring us? Go ahead and start. Well, I went ahead and just went uh, basically on a bit of a rant. And I took it and I wrote a content which includes a haiku and a limerick together. And I titled it They offer their facts, purified of truth, blessed in security name. They hold our true history in bondage, integrity left abandoned to the carnage. After the government used an act, to declassify alleged facts, security in truth and history held hostage and peace. Wow. That was amazing. I'm just so tired of hearing the term national security as an excuse. I've reached my limit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is I no try real hard to bite my tongue sometimes politically because being the host of the show, I don't want my opinion to set the tone for what people believe the show is about. So I try to always bite my tongue. So I'm sitting there biting it while you're, mm-hmm, keep talking because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like if I start. Yeah. I think it doesn't matter what your political affiliation is. I think the bottom line is this. You cannot honestly believe in security without a honestly and fully informed public. You just can't. Mm-mm. No. no. Anytime I, I've worked in the media since I was 18 years old. I've worked in radio my entire life. And I see the way things get skewered. I see the the control the media has over people's opinions about what people think, who we love, who we hate, what we believe, what we don't. It all depends on how it's presented to us. You know, and when I saw that manipulation happening, I couldn't be a part of it. And I quit working in traditional terrestrial radio. I quit working for the media. I just couldn't do it anymore. I could not do it anymore. No. No, and no. I, I have not watched the news. I, I, 
read the internet. I find out different sides of a story. I, I look at the facts, figure, you know, read something that someone's saying and try to figure out what they have to gain by it. You know, it's not to the conspiracy theory level, but I just don't believe what I'm told. I believe what I learn. And exactly. I think that more people need to be that way. You know, if, if you if people understood the power the media has yes, over exactly. everything we do, everything we do, and what we eat, what we wear, what we believe, everything. Absolutely. It's crazy. And I would even extend that to social media, that individuals oh, yeah. that are out there just going blatantly to come up with any shtick or whatever it is they can come up with just to see how many hits they can get on it. Mm-hmm. have to realize the damage that they're doing. We have a tool here on a global scale where people can share information that is not being manipulated. And yet we have got a ton of people out there whose lives are spent finding ways to manipulate that just to get extra hits and extra views on what they're doing. Even if it's mm-hmm. Devoid of any reality. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. It's a shame. But it really is. You know, it's you know, uh, people are people. <laughs> it's all there is to it, <laughs> and you have to deal with people. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. all there is. You know. I'm just smiling and nodding. Yeah. All right, my darling. Yes. Um, what was your second one? On the second one, here we go again. Something about a Titus Llewellyn prompt from the garden does something to me. The prompt was two words, consinity and obstamat. (laughs) And I hear dead air there. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't know you were done. I'm just listening to what you're saying. Consinity being the skillful or art or harmonious fitting or arranging of parts. That's what it means, Mm -hmm. which in my case I would say would be words because it's poetry. And then opsimath, I discovered, was not only the beginning of learning late in life, it was the continuing of learning late in life. Well, that gives me another full perspective on it. Mm-hmm. So what I did, I took a rather unique poetic form, which is called Racontino, which is the one I used for the prompt you gave us, that ghost writing to you for seance. Mm-hmm. Right? I took that again, and I did something I thought would be somewhat an example of consinity. I added it and merged it with acrostic. So I have oh, a... Oh, wow. So... The first letter off of every line goes to form two words, and then you add them to the four words in the in the racontino, and it makes a statement. 
And this is called, you're ready for this. Oh, this is going to be a lovely title. You're going to love this. Obstamath, a poetic pilgrimage of perpetual beginnings. I do love it. Please go. And here we go. Okay. Wondrous, the pilgrimage for poetic enlightened knowledge. In seeking through the words, the art of poetic Infinity. Some more things in these travels were revealed and gained. Determination and focus found within patience continuity. Observe change, a constant, within our life and throughout. Moot point, points of beginnings. Change perpetual to infinity. Irrelevant when journey starts. Obstamath there for all our existence. So new learning begins continuous as we travel toward infinity. Your acrostic spells out wisdom is, and the Rapentino, knowledge gained throughout existence. That's it. That's end poem. That's end poem. You know how big of a fan of yours I am, right? <laughs> okay, thank you. I I love listening to you. You are. I don't want to say this. You write with a unique intelligence. Does that sound like the right way to phrase it? Politically correct way to say it? Yes, that you're a very, very intelli- You are a very intelligent writer. Oh, thank you. And and you can tell you have a really unique and clear perspective when you write that I also really enjoy. You know, I try to I, – I, I, every time I talk to you, I'm always saying, you know, trying to think of – there's so many things that, you know, how can I say this so it sounds right? How can I say this so he understands what I'm trying – you know you're a poet when you do that. You say something a hundred different ways just to make sure the person understood you the first time. <laughs> True. True, and then you have yeah. to abandon that because whatever it is you were writing from your perspective that you believe you have, share it with the world and discover the world can see it in a completely different perspective. <laughs> exactly. You know, but that's also the beauty of it is the diversity of, of eyes. Exactly. So... What are you doing right now, by the way? Uh, then uh, Nilo's Speakeasy Cafe. <laughs> you want to hang That's out close with me for a little bit? Sure. I'd love it. Awesome. Okay, if you have to go, just say, hey, I need to go now. Okay? Okay. All right. So, my darling, before we go to the next step, before, and I forget... Tell everyone how they can find you after hearing those awesome pieces. Okay. On spoken word formats, you can find me, of course, on Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe. On World Poetry Open Mic on Friday nights. Inspiration Factory on Sundays. And Poetry on the Raw on Mondays. I'm in Facebook. I'm part of the Outlaw Poetry Group. I am also part of the group Friends of Words, Wisdom, Wonder, and Wit. 
I am published in the anthology, World Poetry Open Mics 2017 anthology, and in Outlaw Poetry's We're in Cahoots, both on Amazon. And I'm a part of the Garden of Poetry intros. That's it. Very cool. All right, my darling, shall we get to the next caller? Of course, I'd love it. All right, next caller comes from area code 216. 216, you're on the air. <laughs> Thank you. How you doing? Mama. Hey, my mama. <laughs> I heard, I, I heard, um, um, I lost my mind. Uh, Andrew. <laughs> hey, Stanley. I'm glad you left you on. Because she knows uh, I love you. She knows I love you. Okay. And I, I love heard, you too, um, Mama. Thank you. I heard uh, Andrew, uh, Nyla. And yeah, wasn't that awesome? Yeah, but you, you make him laugh because you keep calling him those sweet names and he's all grown up now. <laughs> I I don't care how old you guys get, you're still my babies. <laughs> he was blushing because you kept calling him sweet and sugar pie, honey bunch and all that and he's a big grown man now. You gotta stop doing that. <laughs> nope, not gonna happen. <laughs> Well, that's why he was laughing, I can tell you, because I know how he is. I, I can live with that. Yeah. <laughs> I have <Okay>. no remorse. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets so, I can just see him blushing when you do that. Like, Nyla. And you ask, why are you laughing? Why are you giggling? But you already know you call somebody sweetie pie, honey bunch, sugar lump. I have never said sugar lump. I have never called in. That's your new name. You're my little sugar lump mama. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, Do you want to hear Leaving You, which is an older poem that I read before, or do you want to hear Kiss, K-I-T-H, my new poem? You decide. No, because if you don't know what kiss means, you would say, I want to hear that. If you know what it means, then you would still say, I want to hear that. All right, well, then I want to hear hear that. that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I'll let you hear that. It's called kiss. And kiss is a word that I just fell in love with. As soon as I found it the other day, I wrote a poem about it. It's kind of like what you said about finding new lines in other people's poems. Well, mm-hmm. I just do the same thing with words. I find new words that just turn me on. And so this is one of them um, I really like. I kind of make it a little bit bigger here because my eyesight is getting kind of, here we go. I got it up. I can see it. I have t- it's called KISS, K-I-T-H. I have told you who I am numerous times, but you just took me for a regular creature. All of you have failed the test of recognition. I am not all human, yet it is just the human side of me catching up to my lost soul. 
My spirit has preceded me in time, space, and perception. My daughter left me because she was my mother. My kids no longer recognizes me because my thought patterns were antagonized by the misplacement of its patterns. My original kiss has fallen into the depths, but this time I came to experience those things, those things which held you back, those things that prevented you from knowing me. I am not with the universal creator as of yet, nor am I with total God mind. I'm only privileged to be as an interpreter of what I've experienced. Those foul and unclean things that kept me defiled, those things I hope you never have to experience. Because I've been made pure and able to rise. I'm exalted to motherdom. I come seeking those who want to know my reason for being. To let them experience through my eyes the realization of my extraordinary existence. It came about during celibacy when the zephyr came through my window and seductively filled me with awesome bliss. Now I understood the magnitude of my sex appeal that somehow I have always rejected. I only wanted to be loved for merely just being born. But people try to get inside of me or as close as they can infringingly. They want to be the power over me to suck from my body somehow impregnate me with their own will. Though as an eagle or a sphinx, I must sometimes cluck, 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 but they do not understand my language. And I am not just by happenstance, I have happened to you. I live to pay my debt, yet if you do not make it in this sphere, I will call to you and you will arise from the cinders. And all who experience me as their mother will hear my call. And when and while the earth burns and the water dwindles, as the oxygen becomes toxic, I cannot develop gills again, but I'm here for you. And all who follow my mind leaps will come with me to new heights and new beginnings. As we of like mind cannot keep clucking on the ground, it's time to rise and shine, it's time to rise and soar while speaking the language of our kiss. Yet and still, I am here for you, as we cannot keep clucking around on the ground. It is time for conscious spirits to rise again and to soar 
while speaking the language of our kiss, of our kiss, in peace. Go ahead, Sam. Wow. <laughs> the idea of anyone trying to control Mama Oladeji's heart or mind, that's just not even conceivable. <laughs> that's just beyond any reality I could see. <laughs> and yes, definitely, I believe with within your words and the wisdom that you've shared, people can find a way to soar. Well, thank you. As long as they're speaking the language, we're speaking the same language. We just can't keep being here clucking around on the ground because we are the eagles and the eaglets and think we're rising from the senders and all those who want to come with us will hear us. Like they say, those who have ears, let them hear. It's time for us to rise again. Well, Stan, you do a good job of that because you always bring something so positive uh, to the table and I always identify with it. So um, we, you're definitely speaking the language of our kids. <laughs> Did anybody look that up? What was that, Mama? I didn't hear that. Did, did anybody look up? I didn't. I was listening. I couldn't look. I couldn't. I can't multitask. <laughs> it means it means akin or kindred. Um, it could also mean kind, K-I-N-D, um, and it also alludes to ancestors or your um, neighborhood or just those of you who have something in common through a kindred spirit. And that's what the word kiss means. Isn't that a great word? Yeah. That is an awesome word. Thank you. Okay, you too. Thank you for um, listening to my new poem. And I like the feedback. Thank you so much. Very cool, Mama. Thank you, sweetheart. Hey, All did right. you tell everyone your link? Yeah, my link is Vicky Aqua on allpoetry.com or Facebook. Um, and also Poetry Soup. All around Queens, Vicky Aqua, Poetry Soup. over there. Very cool. All right, Mama. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank well, you, thank my little you. sugar lump. Oh. <laughs> Wait, Jack, I just, uh, um, what's his name? I can't think of his name. You see, I'm getting old. Andrew, that um, I knew why he was laughing. I said, I knew why he was laughing. That, I'll just make him come back okay. and listen to the archives. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right, then. So All right. Everybody. Good night. All right. Goodbye. Good night, Mama. Bye-bye, Mama. All right, darling, our next call comes from, it's always good to hear from Sugar Lump, isn't it? Our yeah, next yeah. caller comes from area code 807. 807, you're on the air. Hello. We've gone from uh, your, your Sugar Lump to your favorite nerd. <laughs> In keeping with you're, nicknames. You're, you're my that. little dumpling. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I, I prefer my favorite nerd, but... Anyway, I'll take Dumplin' for tonight. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I have um, 
uh, a small piece here, and it's kind of a hearkening back to the sun-based dream that I had a little bit. And um, um, before I read, uh, yeah, I'll look in my poetry for what you're talking about with uh, that poem that you thought maybe that I had written. Uh, I haven't written anything directly on on that issue, but I've written most of the uh, native subject poetry that I've written has been based on totems or kind of the more spiritual side of things. But I'll uh, I'll double check my my uh, poetry to see if there's anything uh, like what you spoke of. But uh, anyways, uh, uh, I'm just gonna read this here from. It's still on my phone. I, it's it's really new. I haven't uh, transferred it to my main files. I I write sometimes on my phone, but not often because. It's hard on the hands, and it's it's annoying because, you know, you're typing out on that screen and all that. <clears throat> so, th- this is not uh, not titled. A heart resting, yet beating, pulsing to the rhythm of time. I draw the sun inside me, into it. An island of light and peace that makes the moon swoon. Tingling and vibrant, yet relaxing power. It vibrates like a dark moon inside this heart. This heart that fires an arrow with its beats towards eternity and infinity, as perfection is sought as naturally as foliage in grasses of green. I close my eyes to take it all in, as tonight I am the sun once more, shining down on the earth as my energies cascade and my very spirit soars. And that is an untitled short poem that I have, again, uh, based uh, kind of hearkening back to my sun dream, and I had a moon dream too, uh, which was pretty uh, intense. And so, I'm not too sure if I wrote a poem on that, uh, on that one particularly or not. But uh, if I haven't, then I will. <laughs> well, I've got to say, the imagery in the one you just read was wonderful. Thank mm-hmm. you. It is uh, very much directly inspired because a lot of that. Imagery was in the uh, was in the dream, like the the yep. drawing in power and all that. A lot of it, when you go back to tonight, I am the sun. That poem in particular was very autobiographical. Like it was it was all a lot of that stuff was happening uh, in the dream. So so yeah, that's uh, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic job, Robbie. Well, thank you. <laughs> very, very welcome. All right. So you will be here next week? Uh, I should be, yeah. I don't know when drumming season starts up, but uh, I think it's not till a couple of weeks. And even then, I, a lot of times I get in, uh, I kind of dash in at the last moment on those on those nights, so... I want a yeah, kettle drum, you know, the ones you hold on your lap. What are those called? Oh, those, the kettle, you, you, you said kettle drum? Yeah, the are ones you that you hold on your lap. Are you not talking about, like, bongos, are you? No. I'll no, send you a no, picture okay. one. We'll, I'll, I'll show you off of, off of the show. I, yeah. I have heard of kettle, I have heard of kettle drums, so, yeah. Um. Or a pan drum, <clears throat> a pan. They're metal pans or something like that. Oh, hang drums. Yeah, uh, the, those. 
Yeah, hang. I I just saw one. I just saw someone playing one, and I have a uh, a virtual hang drum on my uh, on my tablet, but I don't have a hang drum. Those things are expensive. They're like literally in the thousand plus range, and they're hard to get. And you know, if you if you ask for a hang drum, I think a lot of times they won't give it to you because they're really serious about it. You have to say I I want a hang because that's that's technically the name hang, not hang drum. But anyways, I'll uh, I'll send you a link to uh, later tonight. It's uh, Happy Drums, I think, H-A-I-P, and it's a virtual gallery of hang drums, and you can, or, or very similar to, and you can sample and play them all. So. I would like that, please do. Yes, yes, so I'll send that. So I'll uh, just give my links and all that. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Robbie's Multimedia Poetry, but my presence there is pretty minimal. Uh, I'm one of those people that doesn't particularly care for <laughs> Facebook. I'm only there to put my links up in that. Uh, it's better to just Google Robbie's Multimedia Poetry, and a lot of what I have is under that name now. I have my Instagram on there and uh, a few other things, and uh, especially these days I'm I'm doing writing of a different sort. I'm doing like these brief little poetic captions with my uh with my photography using editors and uh, I actually plan to get I have the macro lens, but I have the mic a microscope attachment that I'm going to get through Amazon that's not that expensive and I'm going to put that on my phone and with that you can get like up to 60 times magnification. I know that you uh, really your, like them. You're having a lot of fun with the macro photography. You know, you may yeah. want to think about working on a book seriously, mm-hmm. where you write, you do your macro photography, but you write a haiku, an actual haiku, for each picture, mm-hmm. and do that in a book. Because with you and your epic poetry, that would be, I, I think you would do amazing at and it once you point. started doing it. And I think that you mm-hmm. would really enjoy it. Uh-huh. Be cool and that's uh, and it's been nice to do the the counterpoint to it or the opposite end where <laughs> where I have like literally two or three words with uh, with the po- with the uh, pictures and it's kind of it's fun because it captures the essence of the poem in a witty way sometimes like I have a, a flower that says uh, solar array because it's got a yellow stem you know in that and it's just okay. it's such a difference from me and my long ass poems. <laughs> and yeah, so it fulfills me in a in a different way, which I think is really cool. It's nice to switch it up. So uh, yeah. All right, my darling. So you will be here next week, you think? Uh, most likely, yeah. <laughs> okay. Very cool. All right, we will see you then. You bet. And thank you for sharing that poem. Yeah. Yeah, My pleasure. All right, Robbie. We'll talk to you later, hon. My little dumpling. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Our next caller comes from area code 845. 845, you're on the air. Hi. Hello. Hello. It is good to hear you. I was wondering if you were going to be calling in. Um, this is the first time I've called in to you guys. Oh, I thought this, I, you know, I, okay, you're not who I thought you were then. Welcome <laughs> to the show, my darling. 
No, I'm I'm not. I'm sorry. Um, no, this is okay. this is my second time reading online, but I've been writing okay. since I was seven. I've been writing since I was seven, so um, and I have a couple of things I wanted to read. Um, do I just start or? Go ahead. Before you start, though, remind every tell everybody a little bit about you again. Remind them who you are. Okay. Um, my name's Anne, and I've been writing basically all my life. I write poems and short stories, but lately I've been just writing poems. All this summer I've been writing poems. They've just been like flowing out of me. I've um, I've read. Um, our library has a. Um, I'm from Poughkeepsie, New York, which is upstate New York, two hours away from New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really know what to say because I was so self-conscious when I talk about myself. <laughs> that that was good. We'll let you off the hook with that. Okay. Um, I just have a, three short, short-ish things that I want to read. I don't write very long stuff, but first one is called Travel Agency. Speak to me of things unseen and places far beyond my room, away from the dubious comfort of a solitary bed. I'll go with you, carried by the timber and inflection of your voice, for I live vicariously and love against type. Is that the end of it? Is that the end, Tom? Yes, okay. That, that's the I end never of that know if someone's doing a dramatic pause or not, so I don't, I don't interrupt. So it's, it's, <laughs> no, it's no. a good thing to remember to say end poem when you're done. That way, that there's okay. not that awkward silence. Like, are they still there? Okay. <laughs> Keep just pausing. <laughs> that was a nice piece of brevity. I'm sorry. That was a very nice piece of brevity. Thank you. Thank you very much. I agree. Um, Absolutely, a great job on that. I have another one called The Muse's Foil. Sometimes I bite, drawing blood, a not-so-gentle nudge as a reminder that I live in a way that only he can understand, giving an acknowledgement to this undefined and quiet partnership, inanimate yet amorous, creating a maelstrom of art and noise. As we move together, he pushes me away, then raises me up as sacrifice and tribute, an offering for the pulsing crowd, then draws me back to hold me close, continuing our private conversation on mutual ownership and occasional bliss. That's the end of that one. Fantastic job. Thank you. It's like a little powerhouse really? coming out. I haven't been on, but maybe twice. And and here, slap. <laughs> yeah. Great job on that. I'm beginning. I'm beginning to think you're a winner. <laughs> oh, 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 oh no, 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 no. Just. Ugh. And may I read one more? They're short. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. This is reflections close to closing time. It's three minutes past the last time I checked. I'm so informed as time is marked by thin gold hands. Around me, life happens in couples, in groups, even in the singular purpose of the man next to me, glaring at his phone, Googling solutions has merit. 
The room is full of sound bites, murmured conversation, music of the earnest band of the evening, debates and discussions on human connections. For me, it's just the languorous passing of minutes until, as if breathing my last, I get up. Later, with our exchange sealed in memory, I glance again at thin gold hands whose movement, slow and constant, mark the time until. That's the end of that one. Wow. Now that's that's some serious imagery. That <laughs> Thank is. you. Thank you so much. You're very um, welcome. The second one was basically about watching a musician play with his instrument. And the last one was about um I was waiting to see, I was waiting to talk to someone, and I was in a bar, and I was just kind of nervously waiting for the right time to go up and speak to this person, so. That's the thing. You're actually making the imagery to where we are in the scene itself at that moment. Thank you. And you're doing that very well with brevity. Thank you so much. Good job. All right, sweetheart, tell everyone how to find you, honey. Okay, I'm on Facebook, and it's Anne, A-N-N-E, and the last name I'm going to spell, it's Anne Mikasinski, M-I-K-U-S-I-N-S-K-I. And um, the I'm on Twitter. My handle on Twitter is at Walter's underscore furry.com Well, just that Walters underscore furry. That's my Twitter <laughs> handle. No, no dot com because okay. that's email. <laughs> All right, Anne. All right, sweetheart. Great job. I hope that you come back more often because I would love to hear some more of your work. Okay, thank yeah. you so much. All right, have a good night. You too, hon. Bye-bye. All right, bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code nine one nine nine one nine. You're on the air. Hey, good afternoon. Good. Hey, Rambo, yes, how are you, Nyla. honey? Yes, I am Granville John Hedrington. You're Carolina. You can find me on all streaming mediums. Download <laughs> my work, and I'm going to do uh, one piece for you. Okay. This piece is this piece is called She is Life. She is life. Ah the light approaches. Clarity's brief moment of life. And I fathom the woman more. Her task, her mandate. Hope in the face of all this aridity and disenchantment. Yoked to her duties, the preservation of men. Her sons does not her will. Life she harbors. Life. She cussed. 
Her glances assures for creation ever the twain shall meet. There is great power at work here. It is palpable. My sister has always been a wonder to me. Standing aloof, I can see her mind at work. There is something about her I am ignorant of. What secret she harbors the roving mind, the endless wonder. There would be no fathoming this, never the scratch that will remedy her itch. Standing at the observatory post of, of life, I I observe the affairs of the species, powers hidden within the flesh, scary and exhilarating. The woman nation lives inside her. I think I'm a, I think I'm a, I missed a line out today. But we I'm, don't know that, I, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm just researching it for the first time. For the second time, for the second time. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic job, sweetheart. Thank you. Stan, thank do you want to add anything? Do you want to say anything? The one thing I always love about having Granville do spoken word, emphasis he puts on every single syllable. So much power in every word. Thank very you very clear, much. Very determined, always. Your, your delivery is like a signature. Mm-hmm. That's true. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm, 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 I'm very comforted by those words. Thank you. Yes. And once again, you can find me on, on any streaming medias. Uh, Granville, John Hedrington, iTunes, Spotify, Facebook, Instagram. Follow me, listen, add me, love me, like me. <laughs> I, just, I, I just need you to want me, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I want you to want me. Now I'm going to have that song stuck in my head. Exactly. <laughs> I want you to want me. Awesome job, honey. All right, we will talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am, by the grace of God. All right, sweetie. Thank you. Uh, Bye-bye. Thank you, Granville. All right. I want to let area code 757 and 307 know that you guys are not in the lineup. And where is one sapien, by the way? Someone needs to shoot him a message and... Remind him that the show is on. He's been missing the last couple of weeks, and that's just not cool. Um, so if anyone's out there just sitting and listening, want to shoot a message over to uh, One Sapien, James, and uh, I'll try to do that here between calls. All right, our next caller 
So 307-757, you are not in the lineup. If you guys want to read, press 1 at any time. It'll put you in the lineup, and I'll know to bring you on the air. If you're here just listening, appreciate it. And, yeah, that's good to go. Okay, next caller comes from area code 646. 646, you're on the air. Good evening. Hey, sweetie, how are you? How are you? I see we got the the Batman and, and, and um, Catwoman back in the building. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Always question, but I said everybody needs a vacation. When they come back, they're fresh as grapes out of the wine cellar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> grapes um, aren't very fresh, aren't though, very fresh if they're out of the wine they're cellar. Well, that's that's the whole point of it. I don't. It's not to be fresh; it's to be matured. You know that reminds me. I have to share you this with you because it's so funny. It reminds me. Do you guys remember an old comedian? I think he was back from the eighties. Max Headroom. He was he was great with one-liners. And I remember him saying one time, he was just just nonchalant, I saw a wino eating grapes. And I told him, dude, yeah, got to wait. I'll never forget that. It's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. So every time I eat grapes, I think about eating raw wine. It just seems so wrong. That's your homework assignment. I feel like the I feel like the host. That's your homework assignment. <laughs> what is what is <laughs> for you to write about that? Actually, the very very first poem I ever ever got published in my life was about grapes and wine. Did you know that? Oh wow, the legend returns. So do me a favor. Do me a favor. Introduce yourself to everybody. Remember. Uh, of course, uh, Joseph Nathaniel King, um, mostly known as J and K, which is just abbreviation, but it's me. Um, and I'm rocking with the best Batman and Wonder Woman in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joseph. I always um, thought being Wonder Woman would be absolutely the best. Because out of all the superpowers, I want that lasso. I want to be able to have that lasso of truth. Tell me what's on your mind. Sit down. <laughs> um, can, um, I have a real, real, real short piece, and then I have a, a medium, not medium, but a little longer than the short, short, short piece. Okay. When I say short, I mean, it's almost like saying, hi, good morning, my name is Joseph. <laughs> I love that I piece. Love that, that, is piece. that is amazing. Well, oh, that was a poem? <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Uh, okay, here we go. I'm excited, so just bear with me. Um, and it it reads, well, I'm the one reading, but it says, Thoughts kiss, endless lips dance, hearts embrace creative music. Emotions swim deeply, weeks, weak to speak in her essence and peace. Nice. Nice. That was too short. Yeah, so um, this is the one I wrote. I actually just wrote this because my computer asked me for an update. You know how it says, would you like to update it now? I said, let me just get rid of it now, do the update. And I was like, if she calls me on, I better have something ready. I was, I'm going to get it. So um, <laughs> uh, this is this I is just would have made you pre-verse it. Oh, appreciate it. But I've, um, oh, before I do this one, 
I was featured like or two weeks ago on the Tiffany Radio with Sylvia Blaylock. I listened to it and I was like, I need to get back to writing. I mean, I think when I did a lot of free flow uh, performances, that was when you know when someone said, Hey, would you like to come in? I'd be like, Yeah. What would you like? Anything on your heart? Okay, I got something. But now it's like I realize that two different, two different mindsets, two different deliveries. It's everything too different. And I'm like, I need to enjoy myself or how I, you know, think more instead of just um, clogging myself up with things that need to be written down. So that was my new, um, my new assignment is to get back to writing, which I haven't done in maybe ten years. I've been consistent too. So, I dedicate this to this show, being that y'all inspired it, being that my computer was updated. Okay, here we go. No title, of course. It goes, details. In the building of how to kiss, never ask how deep this kiss could change the ink pen, which bleeds the frequency of this gift called language. Walk in thoughts, embrace with sand prints. Did you miss the overnight of traveling flight, stage to book, autograph words, birth name, and dedication to? Deeply, the world inhaled the artistic mental lips of certification from living poetry, the trees of poles, north and south. Untold, untold, never sold, umbrella fallen mist, forgiveness of self-pity and peace. Wow. That I like. I really like that because that was so broken down. So just fell right in place with his voice. I really enjoyed it. Wow. Thank you, though. Absolutely incredible. incredible. Batman just told me start writing again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Anybody, and I don't care who it is, anybody who is capable of doing freeform to literally formulate in a flow of thought without a word just right off the top. Awesome. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Wow. Well, I'm looking at this now, and I'm like, wow, this is, I'm I'm glad I did write this. I'm glad my computer needed a backup, I mean, an update, else I wouldn't have loaded. That's very cool. That's very cool. That is very cool. See, the little things that happen that inspire us. Inspire us. You know, that's to me, say, that's okay. when I always say, you know, stop trying to push your muse out the door when it's trying to pull you out the window. That's a real good example of letting your muse pull you out the window. And frustration is not to keep you bound. Frustration is to you to find another way to express it. I mean, if we look at a documentary of Einstein when he couldn't solve a uh, uh, a problem dealing with numbers, he played the violin or the piano. So we always have an outlook as if that we're comfortable with being comfortable and we refuse to get out of the box. But if we can't get out of the box, then how can we know that there's more in us than what other people tell us? Exactly. 
very cool. All right, baby, tell right, everyone baby, how to find you. How to find you. Sure. Um, what's my name again? Uh, wait. Uh, <laughs> the Association of Batman and Robin, the Hall of Justice, Justice League. Can I be one? I be Glee Glee. Joseph Nathaniel King uh, Jr. on Facebook. Um, and you can find me here every Thursday. If you don't hear my voice, you know I'm coming sooner or later. Um, if you're trying to friend me, um, I deactivated my account because it's my birthday and I don't want the attention right now because of, uh, you know me, you didn't you give me a call or text me. So I purposely did that because I don't want people to wait one year just to say hello on my page. Yeah, I'm difficult sometimes, but I'm me. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. We will talk Um, to you next week. Happy birthday! I just gave you my birthday plans. Are you gonna tell me happy birthday? What what day is your birthday? What day? August. Is it before the next show? August sixteenth. Today. Yes. So it's your birthday today. Well, I didn't hear, somehow I didn't hear that part. So, okay. are you ready? You ready? Here it goes. I'm ready. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, sweet darling honey bunch. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> and many more. <laughs> I Did I get it all right? The rest of the <laughs> yes, that was fine. I, I'm since you said honey bunch, I was thinking about honey bunch. So is it possible FedEx or UPS can find me in the morning? <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I want a bowl of that with some milk, please. Yes, ma'am. All right, Coming sweetie. right up. <laughs> yeah, Great a job night, tonight. And I enjoy the show. Thank you, baby. It's always a pleasure to have the two of you together. (laughs) Thank Thank you. you. Excellent reads. All right. Thank you. So we have, let me look at the board here. Okay. Area code 307, area code 757. If you guys would like to come onto the air, please press 1. All right. And that way, I'm I'm really having a hard time with my board right now. Hang on, guys. I'm going to go ahead and bring Eric back on. I think Eric wanted to read again. Eric, did you have another one you wanted to read, hon? Yes, I did. How are you doing, Nyla? Can't hear you real well. How are you doing, Nyla and Stanley? Yes. Doing good, Eric. How are you? I'm doing all right. You want to hear? Remember, I just told him that my first poem I ever got published was about grapes. Yes. You want to hear my poem about grapes? I found it on the computer on my website. You want to hear the very first poem about I ever was ever had published published in three different languages now, which is pretty cool. But this was the very first poem I ever had published about grapes. You want to hear it, you guys? Yeah, go ahead. It's called Poet D'Amour. I was not born to taste the grapes, only to make the wine, pour the glass, to watch lips wet with intoxication, eyes wild with fire. The end. Oh, <laughs> nice. Nice. 
Thank you. Your name is. Good job. That was my great poem. Okay. All right. So, what'd you bring us, Dawn? All right. Well, this is. Uh, I actually just finished this one I just told you about uh, about two hours ago at the beginning of the show, but I was going to read some of it. It's very long. Anyways, uh, this is called uh, Some Call Him Dot Dot Dot. Some call him youngest political prisoner in the world. Some call him the 11th Panchen Lama, which is a political and religious leadership position in Tibet and Tibetan Buddhism. Some call him, or some say that the Panchen Lama is one of the most important figures in the Gulug tradition with its spiritual authority second only to the Dalai Lama. Some say Panchen is an abbreviation for, of Pandita and Chinpo meaning great scholar. Some say the lineage of Panchen Lamas began, began with Lop Singh, Chokchai, Jilat Sin, tutor of the fifth Dalai Lama, who received the title Panchen Bagag from at uh, all stands Khan and the Dalai Lama in 1645. Some say that Bagad is Mongolian, which means holy. Some say that Kudrup Gralik held Zhang, Sanam, Choglang, and in Sapa Lapsang, Don Drup were subsistent subsequently recognized as the first to third Panchen Lamas posthumously. Some say traditionally Panchen Lama was the head of Tashil Monastery and held religious and secular power over the Tzang region centered in Shai independent of the Ganden Han Dran Dra authority led by Dalai Lama. Some say that the Dalai Lama and Panchen Lamas are closely connected and Panchen Lama is part of the process by which each Dalai Lama is chosen. Some say that after the 10th Panchen Lama, a dispute between the Chinese leadership and the exiled 14th Dalai Lama, which resulted in two candidates. Some say the search committee process involving monks in Tibet under strict supervision of the Chinese communist regime was dis, dis, uh, disputed, uh, disrupted. Sorry. When the Dalai Lama, according to the Tibetan tradition, unilaterally announced his selection of Gedhun, Chehuki, Niyami, some say the leadership in China spirited Nayami away to prevent him, him being taken by the Dalai Lama supporters and reverted to the Qing Dynasty's golden urn, urn process to select Diane Kane Norbu 
who currently fulfills the duties of the Panchen Lama in China. Some say three days after the death of the 10th Panchen Lama, the premier of the state council published decisions on how the 11th Panchen Lama would be selected based on the feedback gathered from the committee of Tashi, Lahupo Monastery, and monks on January 30th, 19, 1989. Some say that five years after the death of the 10th Panchen Lama, ordinarily the 11th Panchen Lama would have already been identified. The Nachung Oracle in Dara Sala had been consulted on the matter. Some say Tibetans would not consider a candidate for the 11th incarnation legitimate unless he were identified according to Tibetan traditional means including a search committee by the 10th senior staff based on dreams, omens, and formal recognition of the results by the Dalai Lama. Some say the leaders of the Chinese government wanted the process to demonstrate their authority. Some say that Beijing planned to have the traditional group of monks follow traditional methods, but to identify a group of candidates, not only one, and then to use the golden urn to randomly select one of them and exclude the Dalai Lama from the process altogether. Some say Beijing later allowed Tashil Hunpo Monasteries, Chadrel Renpoche, the head of the search team, to communicate with the Dalai Lama, currently exiled and an opponent of the regime, in hopes that a mutually acceptable process and candidate could be accomplished. Alright, it goes on and on and on. I'm going to get to the last three. I'm not going to bore you guys with, with all, the, all the information that I got. <laughs> so, uh, the last three verses are as you heard earlier, Nyla, uh, maybe all of these claims are bullshit or maybe these are all absolute truths about him. Who truly knows or who truly cares either way? That's it. You know, that's one of the things that you do in your pieces is you say, some say, some say, instead of say, saying something like it's a fact. You know, you give all perspectives. Of, you, you'll take an orange and pull it apart and give the view of each segment, but never say who says, but they say. It's never the same person. It's just, it's like, it's like a, you know, a, a fly with a thousand eyes looking at something. You know, yeah. and and describing it and saying everything it can, everything that it is and everything that it can be. Just really cool. Well, thank you so much. There, there You're very always, welcome. You know, there's always a wealth of information in your pieces, always. Mhm. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> very cool. All right, my darling, give your link out again, please. All right. This is Eric Nelson, Manly Shaman. You can find me on Facebook. Eric Nelson Manly Shellman. You can find me on Facebook like page called Eric Nelson Manly Shellman. You can find me on uh, Poem Hunter. It's Eric Nelson Manly Shellman. You can find me on YouTube. It's Eric Nelson Manly Shellman. That's about it. Thank you guys so much. You are very welcome, my dear. And we'll talk to you soon, hon. You take it easy, Eric. You too. Have a good one. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right. So we are... 
We have 307 and 757. Okay, let's go ahead and bring on 307. 307, are you with us? Hi, Nyla. Hey, sweetie. What are you doing sitting there holding back and not pressing one, making me shudder? I didn't <laughs> have anything to read, but then I thought I'll just read one of my son's poems. Oh, that works for me. Okay. Mm. <laughs> um, here is one of his newer ones, and it's called, well, hold on, let me think of which one I want to read. Yeah, I'll go with, uh, I'll go with Soul rather than Twilight Mask. So here's his poem, Soul. My soul crushed beneath the sea, a leaden weight within my chest. Fatigue, a constant friend, leaving me awake deep in the night. Fire burning in my head, cracking the glass, breaking my mind, a leaden weight within my chest. Restricting breath as a broken mind, whispers about silent death and peace. Wow, that wow. was powerful. That was your son. Yeah, that's, that's CERN. <laughs> How long ago did he write that? 2018. It was just a few months ago. March. Absolutely incredible. He's come a long way from his poem that he wrote when he was teensy weensy. Um, <laughs> I know you probably don't remember. You have bazillions of poems, but he wrote the the mother, and that was about a dragon, and he was like seven years old. That one was fantastic. That was the first one he ever wrote. Well, he definitely is a poet. <laughs> yeah. Just to have that perspective, you know, in, in such a young voice to me is very super cool. I love yeah. seeing that. You know, our future generation lets me know that we're uh, we're handing our the reins over to something good. Oh, yeah. Poets are not dead. No. <laughs> no. All right, sweetie, do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come and find you and your son. If you do, you ever post any of his stuff online for him? Uh, just on my page, my like public page, once in a while. But um, I'm glad he do doesn't that. really have any of his stuff out there, really. And my page is, uh, you know, Facebook.com, Magothic, M-A-G-O-F-F-I-C. Very cool. All right, my beautiful darling. I'm really glad that you pressed one. I'm really glad you shared his piece. Tell him that we both loved it, and great job, and keep writing. I sure will. Thank you, Nyla. Thank you, Stan. Did he ever get the journal I sent him? No, he never did get it. I never heard anything back, so I didn't know if he had gotten nope. it or not. But I figured, I was thinking about that the other day. So he never did no, get it. No, he never received it. I, we looked in the mail and never got anything. All right, shoot me over the address again. I'll get another one sent for him. Aw, you're a sweetheart. Okay, I sure will. All right, baby. Thank you, sweetheart. Love you, hon. Love you, too. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so we only have 757 left, and there they go. <laughs> 757, you're on the air. Hey, Nala. It's Tamiko. 
Oh, my gosh. I think I just fell out of my chair. It's so good to hear from you. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. It has. How you been doing? Absolutely wonderful. How have you been doing? Stan's with me tonight, by the way. Oh, <laughs> yeah, see, that's how long you've been it's gone, been just saying. While. It's been a while. I'm so sorry, Stan. How you doing? <laughs> I'm so sorry. How are you, lady? <laughs> I'm like, who? Okay, no, I'm sorry. It's been a while. Yeah, that's why why I said that, because I knew you wouldn't know who he was yet, because you haven't been around. She's an amazing poet. I really love this girl. I'm really glad you're going to get a chance to hear her stand. Um, Yeah, I have a couple of pieces tonight. They're very short. Um, The first one, well, these are two. I've been working on a little project, uh, like, um, it's called I Am Project, and, um, it's based off of a little article that I wrote and about um it's it's like a healing thing to ask the question who am I and I'm doing this like every day for 90 days now I know it's like <laughs> it's like okay do this every day for 90 days and and just not because I don't know who I am as a poet or who I am as a person, but I think you, I can learn something new about myself all the time if I do that um, and just add more pieces to to this never-ending puzzle. <laughs> so I'm going to do I Am Part 11 first. And that says, um, when my mind can't think of anything else the soul calls love in peace wow that is an excellent piece of brevity there I like that mm-hmm. thank you and I am part 22 <laughs> so this one is um I'm thinking of the rain coming down so hard last night that it brought peace in peace. Now, I really like that image and that that it brings peace. That is beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. I, I like haiku poetry. When I first came on, I did a lot of haiku poetry, and I still kind of run to that a lot of times. It's very meditative for me. So thank you. Fantastic job on both of those. Were you going to read it? Did you have a third one? Did you want to do one more? Uh-uh. No, I wasn't going to read anything else because I would have to go search <laughs> through, this, through this menu, and I'm like, okay, uh-uh. <laughs> Just, I, I want you to know something serious, Tamika. I have huh? missed you. I want you to know that. And I think about you often and wonder how you're doing and what's going on in your life. And I'm really, really glad that you're here. I miss your voice. I miss you. I mean, you're just, don't be gone so often. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Don't make, don't mean, make I, me beg, I, beg in front of the world. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I is um I <laughs> I've just been like taking a break 
from doing that mm-hmm. and um, just focusing in on the act of writing itself, just kind of going through my life and just doing different things. I've been, I even have written some things about going through um, mobility training, learning how to walk with um, using the cane and everything as a vision impaired mm-hmm. person. And, um, you know how it is as a poet. You try to write about everything, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much everything yeah. calls for a poem. <laughs> so is that what you're yeah. doing right now, is is working with the cane? Mm-hmm. How, what is that like? How is that going? I've been doing that since February, going through um, learning how to do that. And I, I'm not, like I said, I'm vision impaired person, not totally blind, thank goodness. But... Um, it's just it's an interesting process. It it um it's scary sometimes, but you get used to it just like you do anything else. I mean, it's it's, it's about being adapt, uh, being able to adapt to mm-hmm. something new, and eventually you do. It's it's kind of like crawling, and then you adapt to that, and then you stand up one day and start stumbling around, and you next thing you know you're walking and running and knocking stuff down, and then and so that's pretty much what's going on now.
that is enough. I am in peace. I love it. Absolutely love it. Fantastic job, honey. And thank you so much for allowing me to co-host with you. I'm just really, yeah, I'm really glad you were able to hang out. I appreciate it so much, and uh, it's fun. I know everybody enjoys it when you're here, when you should come on and share. They love the insight that you have, and, uh, yeah, awesome, sweetie. It's, it, it's, to me, this is wonderful because there is so much that is shared through spoken word. That's why I love being on spoken word venues. That's, like, become my thing now. <laughs> I am glad. That makes me happy. All right, baby. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come find you again. You can find me on Facebook under Stanley Phillips. You can find me in Friends of Words, Wisdom, Wonder, and Wit. You can find me in the Garden of Poetry and Prose. You can find me on Sunday nights on the Inspiration Factory. You can find me Monday on Poetry in the Raw. You can find me Thursday, of course, at Nyla Speakeasy Cafe. And you can find me Fridays on World Poetry Open Mic. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Thank you. Appreciate you so much. Appreciate you hanging out with me. And a great job on all of it tonight. Thank you. All right, baby. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, yeah. All right, everyone. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. Just fantastic job tonight to all the poets. Glad you were here, listeners. And uh going to end the show with a track real quick. It is going to be, uh, let's do, let's do, let's do the, uh, no, we want Louis to do that. We'll wait and do that later. Um, let's do Iwin Bedford, Girl Behind the Mask. We'll see you next week, everybody. Good night. The girl behind the mask doesn't understand that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And it doesn't matter how many times that I've told her, she still relies on the opinions of people who don't realize that what they see as shy is in fact the feeling of lonely, the feeling of whatever she does is not quite good enough, the feeling of constantly disappointing the people closest who only want to see her happy. But instead they have to watch the deterioration and can do nothing, can do nothing but hope and pray that one day the girl behind the mask can finally say, with content and honesty to herself, I'm happy. I can put these feelings of no self-worth on the shelf and live on and build up my life and repair myself from the past and can finally say to myself that at last I've done it. I've beaten the demons inside my soul, the demons who did nothing but make my thoughts and my life cold, the ones who made me contemplate my life, my confidence, my existence and my future, made me feel hurt that can't be fixed with a surgical suture. The ones who made me panic when I even left my room As if the world was out to get me As if one day soon my day will come When I can't take anymore The burden of depression has left me too sore There's no other option No other way It's time Time to give my life away 
The girl behind the mask doesn't see that her strength shines so much brighter. You see, the girl behind the mask doesn't know what she's capable of. It's as if she's blind to how happy she makes everyone. Puts a smile on the face of a person feeling down. She's blind to the fact that she can turn a sad day around and make people smile from ear to ear. But when she takes off the mask, she's filled with nothing but fear. Fear of what the next day is going to be for her, as if she's waiting for her sentence and there's nothing but rumours being spread about her.